When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, it's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful, better fallback Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps You're listening to us talk raps Will, Phil, and Reg Yeah, we're Grapsody, here to talk raps Yeah, we're Grapsody, here to talk raps Hi, I'm Will Welcome to Grapsody These are my two best friends Phil and Reg how are you guys? Welcome. No, no, man. It's uh, what's it's a little uh, weird. Um, looks I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, what's up, Will? Washington? Question mark? Yes, I'm Will. Oh, okay. I don't know. This uh, seems like he's getting hacked, man. Say yeah, I know. This is, uh, yeah, give us a Will Washington bit and maybe we'll believe it. Mariah Carey. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah, it is. Well, Washington, good to see you, Will. Man, how you doing yeah, out there today? I'm doing. <laughs> oh, there it is. Thought <laughs> this is gonna be a super kick. Starting that's right. bits over here. We got bits now, you guys. What do you want from us? Give me the bits. We got bits. Shit, Denise. Bits over here. I don't know if she's okay. <laughs> Hello. Hey well, everybody! Sorry, sorry about that. There's an imposter here. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. You got the you got the Brady stairs in the background. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the sixty y'all standing up there. Like, yeah, uh, but you know what? Uh, hey, Denise, can you come back for two seconds? <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Yeah, said. no, actually, my Instacart's here. Can you, like, handle that, <laughs> Perfect timing. Hopefully, hopefully you got a, you actually got food and not a card. Uh, hey, folks, welcome to another edition of Grab City. I'm Will Washington, and I'm not alone here. Right, just Reg and Phil Lindsay are also here, as you just heard introduced. I am here in Newark, New Jersey, uh, because, hey, guys, it's full gear time. So, who's excited? Um, I, I'm excited about the pay-per-view. There's a lot of wrestling this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we got, uh, we got, we had a stardom show last night. We got, uh, historic, uh, stardom crossover show with New Japan, uh, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we got Battle Slam tomorrow as well. Oh, uh, Impact we was had, last night too. We did. We had, uh, Impact Wrestling <laughs> Operation <laughs> Overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hey, okay. you know who's also um, back tomorrow is the party. What? The party. They're back tomorrow. As mm-hmm. in 
Claudio, as oh, in Adam saying, Cole, as in uh, Tyler Breeze, and Xavier Woods are back together. With tomorrow. them being in AEW and them being in WWE, it go like that. Yep, it does. We're gonna uh, we're gonna see uh, Woods' new facial hair, which threw me completely off last night. <laughs> Her shaving his beard off, and he's got like the uh, he's got like the Tuskegee uh, Tuskegee Airman mustache. <laughs> like I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> He got to be going out for a role or something. He looks, he, he, it definitely looked like uh, Lorenz Tate in uh, Dead Press. Mm-hmm. Hey, I do want to let everybody know, though, that you can send us your Super Chats, your Humber Chats. YouTube.com slash Fightful is where you can send us your Super Chats uh, as we're going live here. And then also we got your Humber Chats. I'm trying to get those pulled up on my iPad here. I feel like Michael Cole talking to the anonymous Raw GM. <laughs> uh, but the uh, Porn swoggle. Yeah, no. I was at <laughs> I was at that show where that was revealed and that was Why? that was I didn't know when I bought those raw tickets that was I was bad. that that's how bad it was gonna be. Mm. But again, yeah. uh like I said, youtube.com slash fightful and then send us your humper chats. That's at humperchats.com. I'm gonna make sure I'm getting everybody's humper chats in. I know uh somebody had asked me if I could read the missed humper chats from this week's day after dynamite on Grapsity, and I, of course, I can. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, did you guys watch the Impact Show, or is it just me? Uh, no, I watched. Uh, I caught a couple of the clips, <laughs> but I didn't. See I, the I watched. Thing. I watched it all this morning. Uh, again, Impact shows are always kind of like, hey, come for the knockouts and X division stuff. Stay for a pretty good uh, Alexander match at the end. Right. And so. If you if you go out of your way to see anything, uh, watch uh, Trey Miguel versus uh, Black Tarus, which was amazing. Uh, Trey mm-hmm. Miguel is your new X Division champion, kind of turned heel. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Masha and Jordan Grace put on another great match. Uh, mm, it was going crazy. Standing. Great match. Uh, Jordan is still champion. Uh, pretty good uh, match between Mickey and Taylor Wilde as well. It was a pretty good show. Uh, uh, and the main event was good as well. I just don't care about any of this Bully Ray stuff. Sorry, oh, just don't care. <laughs> but the main event was good. Uh, shout out to Frankie Kazarian. I th- think he put on a fantastic performance. I feel so sorry for Josh Alexander because he keeps having to go against the odds, and the odds are always so odd. Yeah. <laughs> so for it, not, <laughs> for it yeah. not to be Bully Ray, it's like, shh. Yeah, we're we're doing the whole dated. I'm attacking you. I'm gonna grab your wife stuff, and it's just ah, it ain't hidden for me. He's I just trying don't to bring care. that ECW shit back again. Huh? Yeah, I just don't care. But mm. the rest of the show was pretty good. Uh, uh, a pretty underrated tag match that wasn't on the main show. It was on the pre card. Was uh Bullet Club uh with Austin Chris Bay versus uh Motor City Machine Guns. Mm. Pretty good match. Uh, nice. those guys are heading to Japan for the Junior Tag League. Right. How do you feel about Rhino and Heath being the impact? I feel like Impact has so much going for it content wise <laughs> that <laughs> it's it's one of those things where I don't see a need to do retreads of like SmackDown from no. six years ago. Right. When yeah. you've got so much of your own stuff going. And that mm-hmm. is and it's not a knock on those two as performers, but mm-hmm. to me it's like the the ship sailed so long ago on that. Like yeah. I thought the major brothers are gonna get the win. I'm like, th- that'll work, or like hopefully the Motor City Machine Guns instead of the number one contenders now. Like, yeah, what's going that, on here? Yeah, that's that's it. That's the thing. They the match on the pre-show was a number one contenders match. So mm-hmm. Motor City Machine Guns are the new no- number one contenders. Um 
I get it. They have a shortage of tag teams at the moment because they kind of lost a bunch of tag teams, especially like right after Ethan left, they lost to the North. Right. But I don't care about Heath and Rhino as champions mm-hmm. in 2022. I Do just, not. I, I don't, I don't. <laughs> and, and, and that's no knock on those two guys. They're, they're, they're both good, but I just, I, I think that we've moved past that. Right. Hey, uh, we've definitely got a couple of super chats here. This one from Orion Ben says, I'm here for the acclaimed versus Cal California beef. Hmm. I, I don't know what beef you're talking about. Listen, man, <laughs> Listen, man we've been around for a year and uh, I, we, I keep watching the uh, take shots at your boy's stimulus package. It ain't working, bro. It ain't working. Figure out another way. It ain't working. The boys are the ones, son. You get your little shit off about the boys, and then it's all good. I see. I see what's going on here. I see what's going on here. Uh, Uh, Jennifer Kathleen says, taking a break from shoveling four and a half feet of snow here in Buffalo. I saw that. That sounds disgusting. (laughs) I mean, look, uh, there were just getting here into Newark. Everybody I know had flight delays because of the snow situation. My flight was delayed two hours. I didn't get here till 1 a.m. Um, or here to the Airbnb till 1 a.m. So mm. it was yeah, stay safe out there, my guys. Stay safe, it's, everybody. Snowstorms are crazy. It's uh, I don't know anything about that life at all. It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely winter. I walked out the other day. Well, yesterday, really, and it was freezing it's not really snowing here it's like sprinkling a little bit but none of it is sticking four inches of snow right now sounds horrible i do not want to shovel any snow <laughs> uh bad twin blade says this is a hate crime <laughs> talking about the intro uh and i was confused like, where you're going yeah, i was like, like wait it's... what uh we got jake says well what's with the 90s sitcom stairs by the door did you move (laughs) i am again i am here at an airbnb in newark uh all set for full gear leaving here i don't know a couple of hours uh yeah uh, judy winslow's about to run up them stairs and never come back and never come back (laughs) so story to tell about that by the way so my kids uh, just recently got into Family Matters. They are mm-hmm. so into Family Matters. They it is now our like family sit down show to sit and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're not quite like sick of Urkel the way I got by about season six. Um, and, and the problem yeah. is like my my brother didn't make an appearance on that show till season eight. So that was oh, like well past, <laughs> well past my time of being like into Family Matters. But we're at season four right now, which was the last season Judy was in. And so what's funny about that is how, uh, and, and there's a Cher Delaware appearance <laughs> there. <laughs> Shout out to Cher. Yeah, hey, this is a, look, the Airbnb situation is the, the dopest way to travel at this stage. But, so I yeah, my never kids. never in my life, by the way, been approved for an, Air, by, for an Airbnb, ever. Hmm. My name's not on this. It's Cher. Uh, you know why? But, I, 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 I was about to say, you know the vibe. Why? Get, get somebody else to book it. Can't be a black man. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can't see you walk in. They either got to walk in with a mask and a hoodie. Well, on. I take that back. We did the Airbnb in Atlanta, but we didn't book that. Uh, the homie Rob did that. Yeah. And that's Atlanta. Uh, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Atlanta. Yeah. If we didn't get approved in Atlanta, we're not going to approve it anywhere. But <laughs> let's see. Uh, we've got. Uh, 
Well, Grandietos22 says, uh, this is for that Operation Overdrive reference and also Heel Athena versus Willow for the ROH Women's Championship. Book it, TK. Yes. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, I am kind of here for it. Mm-hmm. The the Athena stuff is great. And all those people that were trying to say she's an unsafe worker and didn't see the vision. Yeah, y'all look stupid now. The vision is being set. I love that they're leaning in on it. And I love that she's leaning in on it. Ooh, we. Yeah, the reaction she got for uh, knocking Aubrey down was great. I think mm-hmm. what they're doing with her is tremendous. Right. I have to tell you, so on my way to Full Gear, or to Newark specifically, um, I was excited because I, I sit down on my plane, and all of a sudden, uh, I look up and I'm like, they got direct TV for, uh, for everybody on the plane? That's dope. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm like, let's, uh, let's watch some SmackDown while I'm here. I watch SmackDown, and then I'm like... Let's watch Rampage. Mm-hmm. So watching wrestling on a plane is interesting because you almost have to try your hardest. Like, I don't know how you guys watch wrestling, but I definitely react sometimes when I'm watching stuff. But like yeah. sitting on a plane full of people who are just like quietly watching their movie or like I saw somebody watching. Um, uh, I don't know. I saw a couple of, uh, of different movies like to in my periphery. I saw somebody watching Nope. And just various things all around. And everybody's watching their thing. And I'm sitting here just like watching pro wrestling. When Athena takes out Aubrey, I like kind of jumped for a second because I didn't see that coming. And I'm like, oh. And then I like kind of look around and I'm like, don't do that again. Don't react. (laughs) (laughs) What was your reaction on the airplane to uh, Brian making Walter run away? Gunther, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> that interesting was choice that was a very mixed bag of a smackdown there were things that i very very much didn't like but the things that i did like were very good like the, the ko good. stuff was very good mm. um the man ali versus ricochet they went for it great stuff great, and that's great a great stuff. way to open i love when you can open with great wrestling that's one of the best mm-hmm. things you can do the uh i will say the main event of rampage though I was trying my hardest not to react, but mm-hmm. like, you know, just kind of sitting there, you almost like want to applaud when everybody went down and I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> you know, make you look like a damn idiot. Like, <laughs> That's funny. I was on an airplane for uh, Brock Lesnar's return in 2012. And I was like, I was having a, <laughs> I was having a moment. It was on TV and I was like, oh. I'm like, yo, it's going down right now. People are like, what is going on over there? And you see Brock happen? Brock Lesnar's out here, bro. It's crazy. Man. Yeah, Wait, so. were you on your way back from WrestleMania? I was on my way back from WrestleMania, but I That's didn't go to so- the Raw. Yeah, so I was watching on TV like, oh, my God, this is crazy right now. Do you guys see this? Is anybody seeing this? <laughs> anybody see it? This is hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. That's great. Um, yeah, a lot of great wrestling last night, including yeah. Including the Impact show. I didn't get to see much of the stardom show, but what a gutsy call to go, hey, we got two women in this historic uh, IWGP uh, Women's Championship match tomorrow. Let's just go put them in two big matches. Let's have mm-hmm. let's have Kyrie in this massive uh, white belt uh, match with Saya Kamatani. And it let's sounds have, like the Kyrie match went crazy, too, from what people are saying. Right. Let's have Mayu Iwat- Iwatani be in a TLC match. No, nah, no, nothing wrong can happen here. Yeah. Like, that was a <laughs> risky decision, but I, I, you know, I respect it, I guess. Uh, yeah, it sounds like uh, Kyrie and Saya gave it up. I didn't see the match yet, but uh sounds like it was a great match. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what was I going to say? I had something and I totally lost it. <laughs> so never mind. Um, I do want to read some of the Humper Chats we got, though, because we got Humper Chats going all the way back. I can't get those up on the screen um, because dealing with two different devices here on my Man. iPad. Mm-hmm. But I, I forgot about that. Lee versus Hook was really, really good. That was dope. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about that here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say that uh, that our other friend, Jennifer, because we've got multiple Jennifers. Shout out Team Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer said, happy full gear day, gents. Uh, hope you all have an amazing weekend. So grateful for you all. Enjoy Thanksgiving. So we've got Thanksgiving coming up. I keep forgetting. It's like such a, um, every day I'm like, oh, yeah, that's next week. I keep saying, oh, yeah, that's next week, like all week. Because uh, I'm yeah. just, nah, I don't care. Are you, you going down me? to Bakersfield? Uh, I think so, yeah, possibly. Yeah. That's why I also I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Americans in their yearly pastime of trying to skip straight from October and Halloween straight to Christmas and just like, no. Yo, no, all the just... advertisements are crazy, Phil. I haven't seen every single commercial is a Christmas thing. I'm like, yo, you guys yeah. are going 100% in right now. No, as, as somebody that appreciates being able to go somewhere and eat and leave, I love Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> like uh, like the, the, the whole having to stick around and do all the rest of the stuff for Christmas, I could take or leave that. But being able to just mm-hmm. show up and eat, eat and leave is the best. I mean, yeah, you're making some pretty good points here, especially when you got a couple houses to hit and you got an excuse to. Like, I got to go. Got to go roll to grandma's. I'm out. <laughs> See, I haven't had that in years. I have had the host Thanksgiving for the last uh, uh, eight years. And so, Responsibilities. Fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> so, because the funny thing is, the thing you're talking about is the thing my brother complains about, right? Because he's like, I got to go to your house and then I got to go to my in laws' house and I'm not trying to do all of that. I'm just trying to eat one place and go. And so, yeah, he's got to do all of that. I don't care. I like that, right? Because I like getting the varieties of food. I like going yep. to different places. Uh, but now we're cooking again this year. We're hosting my family. Uh, my brother's coming out and. Then, of course, uh, my mother-in-law lives with us now. So um, this is the first year she's lived with us. So it's going to be just a very different Thanksgiving than we've had in the past. But I love Thanksgiving. Are you kidding me? Anything where the celebration is around food Mm -hmm. is A plus to me. I have no idea what we're actually celebrating. I don't. I don't see it as a, as a holiday to ce- celebrate things. It's just a thing to get together and eat. Like I don't. That's know. it, right? And like to just sit. Around, like Thanksgiving for us has always been: we sit around, we eat, we watch football, we eat, and we crack jokes on each other. Like this. Yep. This is. Are you kidding me? I don't get to see my brother that often because uh, he lives in. He lives across the country now, so he comes out maybe twice a year. So. This will be probably a time we'll play some video games together, maybe some shit. Like, this is, it's a, is this it's a good time. Is your Florida brother or California brother? Florida. Florida yeah. brother. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, you, you get uh, you get those family members that come in with the terrible takes on everything, and you just ignore <laughs> them and eat food and leave. It's inevitable. <laughs> you just got to be like, yeah, rack it up to the Listen, I, I, I'm too old to care about some other people's politics sometimes. I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, oh, cool. Hey, pass that gravy over here, though. <laughs> <laughs> so okay i have a question though well what's your preferred thanksgiving style do you prefer family style or buffet style i don't understand this question uh what do you mean so buffet, so no so family style is where everybody where all the food is just in the middle of the table everybody grabs right? oh, Bu- buffet style is where you line it up like at the counter and everybody just goes gets their stuff and then sits down 
Mm-hmm. Buffet style. Buffet style for sure. Yeah, it makes okay. things way easier to navigate. <laughs> people, people sitting over food and chewing makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't need nobody to pass me nothing. I got this, bro. I'll stand up and go over there and get it. You start passing it, go through your hair and shit. Once, and all. Your grandma people are sitting over, over food, talking, and like, it get, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. And you get, know you got them cousins that are real spitters when they be talking, too. So you like, you got to mm-hmm. leave it away from them. You know what I mean? So yeah. we've been doing buffet style the whole time for years, but my wife is like, the problem that she has with buffet style is that by the time everybody has sat down to eat together, like one person, the first person who got their plate has been waiting this whole time for everybody else to sit down. So she's like, should we try it family style this year where everybody is just sitting down at once and then you just kind of all grab what you want? I don't just know. Do, just do buffet. You're not you're not trying to recreate that uh that picture that that painting of you and your wife sitting at the head of the table and the food all there. Like, nah, get that out. Of <laughs> Unless you're gonna have an artist come in and paint y'all, then in that case, I'd nah, like get to see that idea. I mean, I feel like I think you're right though. Like, I feel like family style dinner like that is more made for just like movies because because mm-hmm. that is the ideal shot right where you have everybody sitting around, all the foods in the middle, and everybody's just reaching in and grabbing. That is the ideal family eating shot but it's like not quite ideal for the way you should be gathering your food exactly right so like it shouldn't all just be sitting out in the open like we got like i'll have it over here with some foil on top of it and you know get to it when i need to uncovered food with people sitting over it talking and stuff sounds disgusting Mm -hmm. i'm curious what the chat says as far as their preferred style uh because everybody's saying buffet um actually everybody's saying buffet style Mm -hmm. so Okay, I guess family style really is just ideal for pictures and movies. Whatever. Look, I I grew up on the movie Soul Food. So <laughs> Mama. Yo. I, I will never get past the, the Boondocks uh summary of the movie of them um having having all of this food that got Big Mama sick and then she gets sick and dies and then they go right back to eating the food that made her sick. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yep. They're like, oh, we got to honor Big Mama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. And Eloquent asked the same question. He said, why they had Gunther running away from Braun? It's not Nasty. a good sign. I, listen, <laughs> them trying to uh, them trying to bring that uh, that tweet into the promo is is smart in some ways, but Braun is not going to lose that match. So no. what's the purpose of bringing it up and him making fun of flippy guys just and then for being him like, to beat right. the, the top yeah. flippy guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, proves I, himself right by beating up the top flippy guy and pinning him, probably standing over him with one foot like Wardlow, I'm sure. I, I will say that it will make up for it a little bit if Braun is able to... Hit a moonsault. Not Braun. But what I was going <laughs> to... Hit a moonsault. <laughs> No, no, he's no. We're past moon salts at this point. The only way he gets to make up for that tweet is if he hits like uh, I want to see a phoenix splash. I want to see <laughs> six thirty splash. You got to do something six, crazy. I want to see a six thirty to the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Like that's the only way Braun's gonna make up for that. But no, gotcha. I feel like Gunther versus Braun. If when the match actually takes place, if Gunther like really takes it to Braun, right? I think they. They might have something on their hands there quite a bit. Um, yeah. We got 
we got a couple more uh, Humper Chats I wanted to read. This one is from One Sweet Chris. He says, uh, what's up to my fave podcast, Grapsity? Hope you guys are doing well. What match do you think will steal the show at Full Gear? I think it's the trio's title match. Well, you know. I can't say that'll steal the show because that one's already theirs. Um, and like last... Uh, yeah, they're not stealing. That's not a surprise. It's like, yeah, of course you guys did it again. Who's the prize there? Yeah. Like yeah. at the last pay-per-view... I would say Swerve in Our Glory versus Acclaim definitely stole the show because mm-hmm. I think everybody was expecting that the Elite versus Dark Order was going to be the one. And it was <laughs> up until that point. <laughs> Follow that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, he was cooking, yeah. <laughs> and they did. They did. Uh, so I think that this time around, again, it is Elite versus Death Triangle. That match, that's, that's their match. This it, is really going to be a follow that one, though, because them boys been at home. Oh yeah. my God! I, hungry. I've I've missed Kenny Omega for some reason. I thought about him on being the elite, doing that uh that whole bit on uh Dominic Dijakovic with his whole "This will give me the TV time now. I'm gonna stand up for the team." <laughs> hey. So shout out to the guys at uh, PlayStation for fucking up yesterday. But uh, so there was supposed to be the AEW trailer reveal. Mm. It was supposed to happen today at Full Gear. But I, my working yeah, I theory, got on this morning like, what happened? I thought this was going to be at Full Gear today. Something went crazy. My theory on what happened is that the somebody who runs the PlayStation YouTube set that video to premiere at midnight but accidentally put midnight today mm-hmm. and wow. not midnight tomorrow wow. and so because it showed up exactly at midnight mm-hmm. and so my theory is that they accidentally put it 24 hours too early because that was supposed to show up full gear for the first time and it didn't because that's the only place it is uh nobody else has uploaded that i think everybody else kept it where it was supposed to be yeah. but Oops. Shame on you, Sonny. <laughs> but, but the trailer's out. Uh, there's a lot of news in that trailer. Because uh, first off, we saw a lot of uh, new models we hadn't seen before. Uh, we saw, you know, we finally got to see Jay Cargill. We got to see Brian Danielson. Pretty much everybody, everybody who's now on the cover, which mm-hmm. is the biggest news to come out of that because... The boys uh, need to run something back that we were talking about a few weeks ago because we were all like, nope, he's staying on there. He's going to be on there forever. There's no way they're not going to put him on there. But uh, CM Punk no longer front and center on the cover art, which I will say I like the Dynamite presentation for the cover art better. They're doing the, the purple red yeah. Dynamite graphics. I think that works better for illustrating AEW. Mm-hmm. My, my question, though, is is that the official cover art? Is that just the graphic for that trailer? uh it's hard to say right because it's it's in the trailer and it looks like that's at least the the promotional artwork they're going to use um and it now has kenny up front it's all the same people who are on the previous cover up front anyway it's his project he he should have been Been too humble young man (laughs) but uh it's all the same people who were on it previously except you've now punks removed and they added four more people they added mjf Orange Cassidy, Sting, who should have been there from the beginning. Like, I get why Punk was front and center. You want to appeal to people who um, may know CM Punk. You know, think about that that WWE 13 covering and people who played the games, uh, the the older games, the previous games. You want to appeal to those guys. 
Sting is yeah. the guy you would use, especially when you're talking about a game that's a spiritual successor to No Mercy. Yep. And uh, No Mercy in itself is a sequel to WrestleMania 2000, which in itself is a sequel to WCW NWO Revenge, which Sting, um, which in itself is a sequel to WCW versus NWO World Tour, which in itself is a sequel to WCW versus the World. So, like, all of the, I think Sting yeah. was like on the cover of like all of those video games. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> and so actually i think wcw versus the world is the only one sting was on the cover of now that i say all that out loud mm. but uh again sting was a big part of those he was the guy mm. i always wanted to play as he you know th that opening graphic or the opening cinematic in wcw revenge where you got um hogan driving the the mm -hmm. semi truck and sting standing in the road uh blocking the truck <laughs> uh so talking about all that, Sting should have been on the cover. So yeah, they added Brian Danielson, mm -hmm. Orange Cassidy, Sting, and MJF. Which like, if I were adding four people in place of CM Punk, those are the four people I would have added. Uh, so I think because um, if you're trying to appeal to kind of the same people CM Punk would have appealed to, Brian Daniels is an easy answer. Yep. Sting is, I think, a very easy answer. And then I think MJF has kind of, since he's been back, really filled a role that CM Punk has definitely left a void in yeah and then you have orange cassidy who should have been there also from the beginning because he has a yep. lot of that internet appeal um and he's he's a draw uh i think he should have been on that cover but yeah i think it's a complete cover but you don't have cm punk there yeah, i don't I, i'll go ahead i was gonna say the only thing i would say is i'm waiting to see what the official cover is before i i run with the oh he's off the cover guys it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's out it's over um mm -hmm. So I don't know. It looks like a graphic to me for the trailer. I could be wrong. I'm just waiting for confirmation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I will say still no release date though. Still no release date. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I don't want this game to get uh, WWF Warzone. Which mm. for those of you who don't recall, mm. WWF Warzone was the first 3D WWF game. Yeah, And being such, because WWF had chosen to stick with 2D games when WCW went 3D, and it bit them in the ass that I think I, I have said for a long time that I feel WCW's 3D games and the quality of them had a lot to do with the shift in the Monday Night War. I think when you look at how WCW Revenge is one of the best-selling games on Nintendo 64, period, like it's ranked up there with like, you see like Ocarina of Time and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and all these major games, you see WCW and WO Revenge. Like clearly, I think WCW's choice in choosing to go 3D and not even like spending a, a significant amount of money in it. They were just like, hey, just buy up some Japanese wrestling games and mm -hmm. switch out the characters, which they did with Virtual Pro Wrestling. Yep. Um, so WWF had to take some time to develop their own 3D wrestling game when they made Warzone. So it was the summer of 1997 that they filmed everything for that game. They had uh, gotten all of these promos filmed. They took all of the scanning of the faces and all of that, and they locked down the roster summer of 97. But that game didn't come out till spring of 98. How much in WWF changed between summer of 97 and spring of 98? We're talking, company. <laughs> we're talking about the launch of the Attitude Era, right? Mm -hmm. So you have Hunter who had DX music in the game, but he's cutting promos as the Blue Blood um, mm -hmm. in the game itself. It's like the DX music is playing behind him, and he's like, you don't have the proper pedigree to get in the <laughs> ring. <laughs> <laughs> to get in the ring with the Greenwich snob. 
Hunter Hearst Helmsley, but like the DX music is playing <laughs> and like none of it makes any sense. Like Bret Hart was deep into WCW at that point, but here he is in this game. Uh, have, we, and, have we ever talked about the transition of him going from this blue blood into like the rebel guy and then basically going back to what he initially was and being a guy in a suit and it's just kind of like those DX we used with like, yeah, hey, you were kind of a poser, weren't you, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like all that DX stuff he wasn't really into. That was just like, these yeah, are my like, friends. That was I'm just a means to an end to get you where you want to go. Right. Yep. It worked. Um, it did. But no, and so uh, th- my point here was that by the time Warzone hit, it was so outdated. You had Rocky Maivia, uh, like all of that stuff that he had done with Scan pre Nation of Domination. But by the time the game came out, he was the rock and was like teetering on being a huge star. Right. And so uh, what I don't want to see happen to fight forever is we already know Cody's in the game. If this game don't come out till March, we're talking about a year mm-hmm. of no Cody at that point And Cody's in this video game. Right. Um, yeah. I, uh, I don't yeah. think I see people speculating that CM Punk would be removed from it. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. And I say that solely just because, uh, look, he is one. They went through a lot. And I, I can say this now. They went through a lot to get cult of personality in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember hearing at one point that it wasn't going to be in it at all. Yeah. And then uh, they ended up working that out. What, what, you heard at one point that Colt would never be on AEW television again? I no. Heard that it was. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, but initially I, they were like only Judas. Judas is the only song that's licensed in this game. That's like the only one that they got. And so they yeah. work day and night to get this song in there because they know how important it is to be attached to CM Punk. So, yeah, they're not going to do all that and then be like, no, he's actually not in the game. You guys could you imagine if the song is in the game but like he's not <laughs> that would be very weird be uh, nuts uh yeah. but yeah so we don't have uh cm punk on the cover at least as far as the promotional art for this is concerned but we do have a trailer it's a pretty cool trailer um it's gonna have kind of the same reaction that a lot of people have had because um you know there's a lot of talk about oh well the game doesn't look very realistic and it's like well it's not a simulation game. Guys. It's it's not as well not, more than that. It's very very clear, and I feel like AEW has been trying to illustrate this since the very first anything was released, which is hey, this is a throwback game. It's right. everything about it is a throwback. Literally, if you go watch some of the gameplay videos, when you hit a low blow in the game, a bell rings. Mm-hmm. That that throwback to those Nintendo sixty four games is literally what this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And the that trailer game. is like. This is a throwback, you guys. Remember those games that you like? This is that. It's like they're trying to tell you specifically like what this is. And people are still like, why isn't this WWE 2K22? What are you doing? Because it doesn't <laughs> want to be that. Like, I just, I don't know. We I, have I that game already. We can play that. You have I mean, that game. And, and the hard thing is, I also feel like they, and I love 2K, by the way. Mm-hmm. There are things that I take advantage of in 2K in that, uh, it's almost too much like actual WWE matches where <laughs> it's too real. Like Billy has been determined to beat me as Bianca Belair. And what I mean is that I pick Bianca and he will pick anybody. And literally all I have to do is 
hit that um the the glam slam move she does where she throws him down where she, but she sets him up like a glam slam and then immediately that gets you a finisher and then i just hit the kod and one two three and i win i can usually beat him in like two minutes every time and <laughs> uh and then same with john cena right if you're playing as john cena you get your ass beat the whole match but if you hit the right trigger and y or i guess it's r2 and triangle if you're playing on playstation that'll initiate a comeback he will hit the five moves of doom which will instantly give you a finisher so you hit your comeback move da, da, da. <laughs> you get right. your you get your ass beat the whole match you hit that comeback and then in aa one two three you'll win <laughs> Spe- speaking of super realistic is the funny part <laughs> speaking of cena i think it is hilarious that in in the span of a few days people have jumped to this oh man we got to get logan paul versus cena at wrestlemania now and it's like Guys, there are better options for John Cena, mm-hmm. man. I mean, I personally think there is a better option in Stone Cold. I think there's a better option in Gunther. Gunther yeah. versus Cena at WrestleMania makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Cena's never won IC Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, this fits right in his bag of America, fuck yeah, against the foreign business. Mm-hmm. No, this would be great. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'll say that I think... Like, this isn't a knock against Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul obviously showed his worth um, in every performance he had this year. Don't disagree. What I will say as far as Logan Paul is concerned is that uh, he should not at this stage be used against Legends. I think in a... uh, Because he's already a part-timer in himself. So if Mm -hmm. you put him in a place where he's going to be facing other part-timers, essentially you're just taking away from the program as it currently exists and there will be no payoff to the program because at the end of the day, there's no residual effect from Logan Paul. It's like, mm-hmm. he's not going to leave anything behind. I think a good, use, uh, yeah, a good use of Logan Paul to me would be to put him with somebody currently a part of the roster, like mm-hmm. yeah, Seth Rollins, right? Like that's yeah. a, that, that to me could be an easy layup. You could probably give, Logan Paul, the best match of his entire career, the, probably the best match he'll ever have. Um, you put him in there with Seth Rollins. And at the end of the day, Seth Rollins then gets to keep the residual effect of that by right. staying on Monday Night Raw. Um, if you put him against John Cena and then the night after WrestleMania, neither of them are there. Who benefited from that? Right. Uh, and so I think like John Cena versus Stone Cold is a different case because the same thing can be said for that. That if you do that match, both guys are not going to be there after WrestleMania. I get yeah, that, uh, that's but that's a, also a dream match. That's a yeah, once-in-a-lifetime. Yeah. That's, a, that that's you, a once-in-a-lifetime match. Logan versus yeah. Stone Cold is not a once-in-a-lifetime match. No. Do not do Logan versus Stone Cold. Sorry, Louis Dangor, but that's not a match anybody that's wants insane. to see. Yeah, we um, do not, Louis. We do not want to see that. <laughs> no, no, Louis, I, I no think, Louis, we don't want to see that. I think with Stone Cold having been out of the ring for 19 years, I think there's a whole list of guys that should be way ahead of Logan Paul wrestling his first matches this year to mm-hmm. get to share the ring with Stone Cold Steve Austin. I think that when you think about all the guys who have paid their dues for so many years, um, nah, I, I, I mean, like a one that's been thrown around a lot is CM Punk. Obviously, CM Punk is an obvious answer. If you could get CM Punk in time for WrestleMania, yeah, Stone Cold that versus CM that Punk. definitely happened in this I wouldn't year. think so. Yeah. No, not <laughs> happening this year. If you could pull it off, I think that is. That's the one, right? <laughs> Yo, shout out to homie backup hangman, by the way. You had one of the funniest tweets this week of uh he was saying, Look, if uh, the threat of Austin versus Punk 
uh, gets them to figure things out and bring Punk back to AEW, that makes Austin even more of a legend. <laughs> <laughs> like Austin played a part in him being back in AEW. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, uh, well, because like in 2011, there were even rumors that you know if Punk, if Austin was going to step back in the ring, because like he did a little bit in 2011. People forget about that. That uh, you know he got the beat the shit out of Alex Riley, but he at least took a little bit of a bump in the process of doing it. And that, that I remember people feeling like, oh, could we actually see Austin step in a ring? And the one person everybody's mentioning is, yes, against CM Punk. Right. Uh, that was it in, in 2011 because Austin was like the biggest Punk fan. With Austin, uh, they do have this built-in history of him walking out of the company because he didn't want to lose a match to this one big giant guy that was going to beat him on Monday Night Raw to advance oh, in the King of the no. Ring tournament. Oh, Reg, no. What are Three F5s are? No. for Brock Le- from no. Brock Lesnar to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't want to see that. that. No. no. There's history, though. We got this built-in thing right there. They're no. selling it. He Please left the God, company no. because of Brock Lesnar. That's a famous thing when we bring if, it back. If you're going to use Brock at WrestleMania, give us Bobby versus Brock one last time and give Bobby his win. Or they could do Logan Paul and Brock if you're trying to go crazy. Like, let, let Brock Lesnar throw he, your He ass shouldn't around. stand a chance against Bobby at all. That should be like a squash match. Yeah. But, yeah, I think they should run back Brock and Bobby uh, one final time at WrestleMania if that's where this is all leading. I mean, if I didn't think that, like, Austin would die, I think Brock versus... <laughs> That's the only thing, yeah, and no, I get yeah, it. <laughs> I, do, I do think that Brock versus Austin is is a solid match that mm. uh, that would check a lot of the boxes in terms of... He's not going to work a Brock match, though. <laughs> yeah, like that's the, the only Brock thing. Brock-style match, he's not going to do that. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like I would watch the fans... If he could do it, I will say it would be the greatest spectacle ever. But the idea for three just minutes. just think about this. That first German suplex Brock mm. Lesnar hits on Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm. You cut to the first fan you can find crying. Like yeah. <laughs> and then the, when wow. the second one hits, you just it should just be German suplex, cut to crying fan. German suplex, cut to crying fan, German suplex, cut to crying <laughs> fan. Like if if you can pull that off and then stunner one, two, three. Like that's the right. match. That's it. That sounds. That sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds awful. People crying the whole time. <laughs> Look, the, you know what the worst part is. That's exactly how the match would go if you play two K twenty two. You could do like a whole yes. bunch of German suplexes, and then that'll build up uh, Austin's comeback, and you just hit a loop that's press stunner one two three. I probably wouldn't work on Brock because Brock's rated really highly in that game, but uh, that would work probably on Swerve. Uh, but that's that's about it. But yeah, that uh, was just a joke. Stone Cold, we love your neck. Stay away from Brock Lesnar. He's dangerous. Love, Stone Cold, <laughs> we love your neck. Sounds wild. <laughs> hey, we got a Humper chat. This one's from Jason. Jason R says, Grapsity, hey guys, love the show. What do you think is going to be the match of the night? I think we just answered that, actually. Or I guess we said steal the show. I think match of the night is going to be the trio title match but uh I think maybe gonna we be- didn't answer the, the the still the show question because we got off on the elite thing um yeah uh, the triple threat match for me uh but you know the big homie Samoa Joe and Ward though I think that's going to be one that big, I think they're going to put together something fun especially me. I'm excited because Samoa Joe's there and he'll be able to he's a vet he'll be able to put all of it together so 
That's the one for me, I think. Hey, he, not only is he a vet, Samoa Joe is a triple threat vet. Like when you oh, think he about is the greatest triple threat match of all time. Yeah, how did I forget? That yeah. man has had triple threats. You know, you look at an impact, you look at Ring mm-hmm. of Honor, you look at NXT. That man had three ways. He is mm. good. Yep. And so I, I am interested in what they're able to put together with that. Um, I also think that this is probably the most invested I would bet the fans will be in a Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm situation because yeah. now there's this massive ground swelling behind um, Jamie Hayter and Tony, uh, specifically behind Jamie Hayter that wasn't there the first time those two wrestled. Right. I think they could end up killing it. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. We're actually going to go over the full card. So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a little bit. Um, yeah. Also, he, also I, Jason I, says, I was going to say, I think match of the night could possibly, if they do this correctly, be the four way because I potentially putting the title on Brian, like you should do AW. stop putting <laughs> this off, put the title on Brian. If you do it, that could be the feel good moment of the night. I feel like that could yeah. surpass MJF winning the title as the biggest moment of the night. For me, yeah. Yeah, I think the only okay. thing is, I think they want Jericho holding it going into final yeah, battle. Stop this madness! Stop this madness! <laughs> Stop it! And then some other. Stop it! I do not want to see Jericho versus Brian at another pay per view this year. Do not book this match at another pay per view this year. Stop I mean, it. well, now that you mention that, Reg, with Joe being a heel now, yeah, I think Joe Brian is one of the best matches you could do for see, that final right battle. There, now that right there. Gets the people talking. Here's Samoa Joe. Yeah, I, man, yeah. listen. Okay. I, I think I think Brian should win a title tonight. Me too. And if Me he too. doesn't, I don't know what you're doing. I mean, huh? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, th- we'll talk about Final it. Final we'll battle's talk- coming up fast. Yeah, we're, we're gonna talk yeah. about it. We're gonna talk about it. Okay. So, um, but then he also, Jason says, I really hope Bow Wow shows up with Nyla to troll Jade. I yes. think it's happening because yeah. I, I think I, I think they're working at this point. At this point, it feels I, like they're working. Yeah, I think they've been working for a couple of weeks now. I think that uh, and this isn't anything I have any inside information on. I'm just looking at how um, they were initially going at each other. Right. Then Jay got a little apologetic, and then they started going back at each other. And my theory is that um, after getting apologetic, I think. They've been working together since. Bow Wow was like, I know the game. Like, let's continue this as a. Well, more so, once they started using the tweets on TV mm-hmm. as well, I think yeah. that they've been trying to tell yeah. us that this mm-hmm. is all a thing. Right. Uh, let's see. We got Tony who says, uh, seeing that Sean beating Triple H in the chamber clip got me thinking that was, we just passed the 20th anniversary of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, around that period of time, do you think? wrestlers prefer to win the big gold belt of the wwe championship uh, vince feelings and preferences ignored um so it was definitely the wwe championship mm-hmm. and i will tell you why uh back then no one wanted to be on raw there was a <laughs> uh there was this kind of negative aura around Monday Night Raw right Mm -hmm. after Austin walked out of the company to the point of where Undertaker requested to be traded to SmackDown Mm -hmm. um, because he was seeing all the buzz going around SmackDown. uh, And like, it's it's probably not a foreign concept to people now that SmackDown was was seen as the bigger deal. But coming out of the initial draft in 2002, you had SmackDown that walked away with The Rock. SmackDown walked away with Hogan. SmackDown walked away with Angle, Jericho. SmackDown was being perceived as the show where the workers work, right? And and, and the stars are. Whereas Raw, 
SmackDown walked, Six. Right, they had the SmackDown Six. Raw walked away in the initial draft with the NWO, which was already being seen as kind of washed. They're trying to push Bradshaw as like a star baby face. That wasn't clicking. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to push Bubba Ray as a singles baby face. That wasn't working. Nope. <laughs> and there was there was a stink around Raw for a while in 2002. And Hunter wanted to take and that the Xbox game that they put out. Awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bad. Yeah. Hunter wanted to be seen in 2002 kind of as like, I can save Raw. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why he jumped to Raw because he was on SmackDown initially. He jumped to Raw. They pulled the, the World Heavyweight Championship out of a briefcase, handed it to him. And he was kind of working to make some things happen and try to reestablish raw. But while he was doing that, SmackDown was just killing it. Everybody wanted to be on SmackDown. Literally, like I said, Undertaker, the Undertaker who had more pull than anybody in 2002 was like, nah, I want to go work with Brock Lesnar. That's what I'm going to do. Send me over to SmackDown. Um, Wait, what what year is this? Why does all of this sound similar? Triple H trying to save raw Bubba Ray inexplicably being pushed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what, what? what year was this? I think he said 2022 or 2002. Which one yeah. was it? Because it sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Triple H is trying to save a brand? What are you saying here? <laughs> At the time, though, it was the WWE Championship. But because Hunter was the one trying to reestablish the Raw brand and, mm-hmm. and kind of undo some of the damage done to the brand um, in that year, after about a year, the World Heavyweight title became the one because it was like... Hunter made sure that his belt got the triple H. You know, he's gonna get his shit off. He's like, No, y'all about to believe in this belt, don't you worry. (laughs) His belt got the spotlight, his belt got all of it, and then it didn't help that. So, it's funny, you Tony, your question is framed around 2002, but by 2004, when they put the WWE title on Bradshaw, the same Bradshaw that was tanking Raw, nobody cared about the WWE championship, it was all about. Okay, any belt anybody wants, it's the World Heavyweight Championship. Mm-hmm. That's the one. That's the one anybody wants. And we're not even talking about the WWE title anymore because it's on Bradshaw. Yeah, I mean, as a as a longtime uh, punk fan and uh, Cena hater, Cena saved that title. Um, mm-hmm. It's true for the matter. Cena, Cena saved the WWE title. Mm-hmm. He did because that year, like in hindsight, because Cena saved the title it makes Bradshaw's reign in hindsight look better because you could say, hey, right. Bradshaw held one of the most prestigious championships of all time, and he held it for nine months. Those nine months were hell, and mm-hmm. people thought that the title was done. At that point, Cena saved the belt. Cena did bring it back to prominence. And so, like I said, he looks better in hindsight. JBL does. But, nah, yeah. it was it was the time. Uh, we got a couple more I want to read. Uh, Life of Deem says, happy Saturday, gents. Hope everyone enjoys full gear. Um, what do you guys think will happen in the main event? Also, I'm happy. I'm so happy you guys like the art I did. I loved it. My that God, that art. Thank um, you so much. Dan. Shout out. You. Yeah, that was amazing. I woke up to that. I saw it this morning and I was uh, just all smiles. Thank you, Deem. I, I so much appreciate that. That was mm-hmm. really cool. Um, I'm still going with that. Regal's going to uh, switch, make the move and be with Max. And Max is going to be the world champ with Regal at his side. I think that's where it's leading to. Yeah. Um, I, funny enough, I think that full gear, uh, will mark the implosion of Blackpool combat club. Mm-hmm. Um, for in the ROH title match. Huh? Yeah. For several reasons. I think that not just Regal leaving, but just the, the split between Wheeler and, and, uh, Brian that's happening. Brian. And I feel like they're going to write Mox off TV for a minute. 
Um, so yeah, I feel like let this, this man have be... a vacation again. Please yeah. let him have it. <laughs> uh, I think the show will end, by the way, with uh, the firm hoisting MJF mm-hmm. up on their shoulders. Like yeah. I, I, I've been yeah. feeling for a minute like Phil was right, but I think it was really on the nose on Dynamite this week of the when way that he, mm-hmm. when he would just like quickly disposed of him, and it's like W. Morrissey didn't even try. Everybody mm-hmm. taking dives for him. It looked very. Again, if if this is similar to the uh, Incredibles uh, analogy, and hey, I work alone, Max, go home. This very much felt like Syndrome coming back and going, look, I beat all of the bad guys. I'm a good guy, guys. Look. I don't That's a great you, reference. I don't believe you. <laughs> that is a great reference. Don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you at all, Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. We've got another from Tony who says, where do you think NWA will be in two to three years? Is Hell. Billy... sure what to take away from Tyrus winning the title last Saturday. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you knew exactly what to take but away I, from that. When but you I saw will him tell you. on Fox News with that belt, you knew exactly yeah, what to take away from So I posted that picture because obviously Trump announced uh, this past, what was it, four days ago, um, he announced that he was running for president again. And I know that um, <sighs> I know that look, if you uh, keep up with anything that goes on on the right, and I very much keep up with all that shit because um, I am a masochist and I'm into opposition research. So uh, I I was like, okay, I know that Rupert Murdoch is very much against the idea of Trump running again. He's definitely going to do everything he can to keep that from happening. So let me check out what Fox News has to say about Trump getting back into the race and so i flipped the fox news and gut field is on and uh it's like the first thing i see is tyrus with that belt over his shoulder and i was like okay uh and he just got the smirk on and look there's nothing wrong as a champion to obviously take the belt with you where you go i thought when rock won the title in 2013 with fast five releasing that same period that it's like, oh, or no, G.I. Joe. It was G.I. Joe that came out. Um, I was like, oh, this is perfect. He could take the belt to red carpets, all of that shit. Rock was like, I'm not taking the belt to red carpets. I'm not walking around like a fucking dork in public. Like, that that shit looks dumb. Um, but I get why people would do it. Big E did it, and, like, it, it's a good thing. Yeah, Jade this week on uh, Breakfast mm-hmm. Club as well, which is dope. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which I like their explanation of, we had to give her a replica because Nyla has the real belt. <laughs> <laughs> Nyla, you are tripping, girl. She was trying to take that belt to the breakfast club. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but the so it's it's ultimately a good thing. But I think no one looks like a bigger dork to me than Tyrus in these situations for some reason, where 
I don't know. When you show up on on a news cast where like everybody's you know dressed up in the way you you expect people to be, and then Tyrus Tyrus is is in his fifties, but he's showing up with the backwards hat and the mm-hmm. the chain and the t shirt and the. I feel like as much as people are like, oh, well, hey, you know, Gutfield has millions of people watching every night, so this is good publicity for NWA. Do you think anybody who watches that? looks at Tyrus and goes, that's somebody I want to see more of. Or are they looking at him going, why? This is, these are professional wrestlers. These guys are clowns. They're dorks. And mm. I don't want to see any of this. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's how Tyrus is looked at. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't appreciate the slander, by the way, of me saying the day before this happened that there was only one black NWA world champion and people try to say, you made this happen. No, don't put that <laughs> evil on me. That guy looks like the ops. I'm sorry. That guy showing up on Fox News with the backwards hat and the gold chain. No, you look like you look like you're fronting, bro. You look like you high signing. Get out of here. Damn, like, Phil, I, I didn't know you did this, Phil. This is crazy. Yeah, like not nah, 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 blaming nah, nah. you this and is, not Billy Corgan. This this is uh this this is a trash decision. Nobody oh, wants to see this man as champion in twenty. He can't even move, dude. I'm sorry. Like, it, let's keep it nah, real. Man. It's, it's get, sad to watch him. That's like, get, get get this out of here. It's sad. It's sad to watch that him video run. of him diving off the second row. <laughs> come on, dude. sad business, bro. Like, come it's on. It's the bro. saddest. Come on. I don't know what NWA is doing. I don't know where they'll be in a few years. It almost feels like they won't be doing uh, weekly shows and, and pay-per-views at this rate because who wants to see that? And Corrigan coming out and saying, hey, if you don't want to see these matches, then stop watching. Hey, listen, buddy. Deal. I'll stop watching. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. Like, get the fuck out of no, here. <laughs> honestly, I thought that was the fairest thing Billy Corgan has ever said. Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that he was just straight up like, look, don't watch my show if you don't like it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Thanks. Fair. That, that is it. Nobody's ever said anything fair. Plenty of other you. wrestling to watch there. Don't have that to do one. this. Uh, let's see. Atlas Earth says, how do you guys feel about Final Battle being presented as AEW presents Ring of Honor? Do we still want it after uh, getting a TV deal to be completely separate company or a different brand like WWE, ECW, or developmental like NXT? I think the reason that it is sold as AEW presents Ring of Honor is because Final Battle, that's what it is. Um, I think that, and I mean that from every perspective, I mean that uh, if I'm not mistaken, Supercard of Honor was already on the books by um, Ring of Honor mm-hmm. under Sinclair. And I believe Death Before Dishonor was as well. I don't know if it was in the, the, the building as whatnot, but I know that um, they at least were planning on running it but this show specifically is the first one that like everything was set up by tony khan and um rafael morphy in terms of booking the uh the the timing of it everything and i i think that that's what this show is it is aew presents ring of honor this time around um there's like nothing um from this that isn't aew's presentation right yeah, I don't and have I'm, a problem with it. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. I, I think it's the sell ticket. I think it's still going to be its own thing. I don't see this being a feeder system. Yeah, I think it may be in some ways, but I think that they're trying to set this up as its own thing eventually. Right. Yeah, I, and I think they will. I think it's just uh, timing. Um, let's see. Anthony Pride says, I am prepping uh, SF in Newark, Saul Rampage, and uh, Full Gear. I think mean? he probably meant repping, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, 
hey, happy to see you at full gear then. Uh, I will be there. I My flight didn't land until after Rampage. I'm glad I didn't try to make Rampage because that would have been a mistake. Um, Tenrusa says, much love to you guys. Pumped for the weekend of great wrestling. What are you guys looking forward to the most? Uh, happy for Eddie to get Junakiyama. Me too, man. Yeah. Um, honestly, I am more excited about the potential of having Kyrie as champion again since for the first time since 2018, which mm-hmm. sounds like it's crazy. Like, but she hasn't been a singles champion since 2018. Right. Um, and I feel like she's the right woman to put that title on and possibly come back to America. I think the biggest sign that it could be Kyrie is her coming out last night and having like the Kabuki warriors get up again and still looking like heel Kyrie. And I was like, yeah, this, this makes all the sense. Make Kyrie the first champion. Let her tour tour America as uh, the first IWGP Women's Champion. Right. Speaking of which, uh, there's one thing I want to talk about here very shortly, but I want to read a couple more. Jake Salazar says, "Hey Reg, I don't know if your boy Hobbs want these Joe problems tonight. We gonna see." Jake also says, "Man, honestly, Family Matters was really my show gro- favorite show growing up. To me, it's better than Fresh Prince, but whoa, that's my opinion." Whoa. Relax. Whoa. Yeah. Relax. Whoa. Relax. Look, Relax. I love. Fresh Prince is 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 very much almost unbeatable television to me because I feel like you know what's weird to me. I like I'm one of those people that doesn't give Daphne Maxwell Reed as hard of a time as uh, mm-hmm. most people do, and the reason I don't is because obviously Janet Hubert was the better um, Amviv, no question, but. I honestly like a lot of the later season episodes better. And so it's like, I think Janet is the best Vivian, but the best episodes had Daphne Maxwell. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how do you balance? So I feel like it's almost like a perfect balance in a way. Mm -hmm. So that's one of those shows that I think just got better with time. Um, And I I like how it just grew up and, and did its thing. Yeah, I think the unfortunate thing with uh, Janet not being a part of the show later is that I feel like the show got better. I feel like Will definitely got better as an actor. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like some of the ways that the show improved, it's like, dang, that's the only missing ingredient is we don't have the original Janet. Yeah. um, On Viv, but... No, nah, we're we're not. No, nah. I, I like Family Guy as much as the next guy, but I feel like there's a tier when it comes to black sitcoms, and in the top tier, there's, there's Fresh Prince, there's Martin. Yeah. No, nah, Family Matters is not in that tier. <laughs> okay, I do want to open up this conversation though, because I was feeling it the other day because Sean asked the question on Twitter the other day about uh, favorite episodes of your favorite show, and mm. I talked about um, how specifically an episode of the Cosby Show. Um, it was titled and go figure because she just walked in the room. But uh, the episode is called Denise. The saga continues. Um, and what is so, this episode about? <laughs> well, what? Specifically, I'm talking about the, re- the return of Denise Huxtable on mm. the Cosby show. But Denise Salcedo also just walked in the room and is right. No, but me. Denise, the saga but, continues. Sounds like her version of like a, a puff album. Like what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> that, that specific episode was because remember Denise was written out of a Cosby show for um, a different world, yeah, and then of yeah. course then and written then off of that show because she got pregnant, and then written off of that mm-hmm. show right because she got pregnant, and so she then was just gone for two seasons from the entire Cosby show verse, and then she and, and then she ended up inking a deal to return to the Cosby show, 
uh, and that was season six. And so it was titled Denise's Saga Continues, and it's about Denise's return to the show. My favorite episode of that show, and one of my favorite episodes of a sitcom period. But I've been thinking about this. I was thinking about it the other day, and how how do I reconcile that today? Because I haven't watched that episode in like 10 years, right? Because the Cosby show, one of my favorite shows of all time, Not but also, to. but also like, what are we doing here? Bill Cosby is uh Bill Cosby at this point. Like, do, do we not watch Bill Cosby stuff anymore? Like, obviously not. But at the same uh, time, man, you, got, you can't watch Linder six no more. Sorry. Yeah. But at the same time, <laughs> no more show sad for your ass. But like yeah. that show, the Cosby show specifically had so much to do with um, crafting my identity in a way. Like I felt like, uh, look, it was a show where the black parents were a doctor and a lawyer. And uh, I don't know, it just made me feel like I could do so much. Like, and Family Matters, like, oh, the dad's a cop, right? Like, I, I, I'm not fucking with that but at the same, but on that's why i really country. can't be in the top tier you can't have a cop dad and be in the top tier listen i uh, guess philip banks is uh, might be kind of worse because he was sending niggas to jail he was in jail. <laughs> <laughs> he might be on the worst tier we're thinking about it listen man i i think that's one of the most unrealistic things about family matters is that you got this guy that the dad was a cop and this dude is coming every day hitting on his daughter and he's not doing <laughs> nothing about this. Nah, he man, I don't buy that. A Chicago no, 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 no. police officer's not no. going to do anything. Yeah, are you kidding me? No, that man, <laughs> no, nah, if that was realistic, that man would have absolutely just like knocked out Steve and from a media. <laughs> no, Billy, he would have Billy clubbed that man and planted some drugs on him. Like that is exactly. Framing Urkel for drugs is wild. <laughs> <laughs> he would have. That's why you know nah, he he would have got him up out of here though, some yeah. kind of way. He wouldn't have been coming over every day, tearing up his house every day. Caden mm-hmm. says gonna be a fun night. Of course, Caden is sitting literally like twenty feet from me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, eloquent says there are four women's stories all at once. Kudos AEW. That's true yeah. now because all of a sudden now we've got Soraya and Britt Baker. We have uh, Jamie Hader and um, Tony Storm. We've yep. got of course. Nyla Rose and uh, Jade Cargill, and now we have Athena versus Mercedes Martinez, and so this, yeah, we yeah, it's have, true. Uh, we still have Thunder Rosa looming over everything. That's true. <laughs> Jake says, "I live in Atlanta, and Thanksgiving is the key reason the Southeast is the fattest place in the world." I couldn't imagine going to Thanksgiving in the South. That just sounds like you being a food coma all day. There's not one moment where you're not in one. Crazy. Uh, Albert says the perfect finals would be Santos versus Ricochet. Also, Josh versus Frankie was a great match, and Ace uh, Bay are a great team. Hashtag buffet. All right. It's not getting past Big Braun, man. Come on, bro. (laughs) I want to see it, but I don't think it's happening. Uh, Alexander says, we're getting a Braun shooting star press meme to replace the Bronx. (laughs) I really hope not. For the sake of everyone involved, please don't. Nothing about that sounds good. Mm -mm. Hold up. This is the funniest thing I've read all day. It says, uh, Jonathan says, Braun hits the January 630. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, dog. I cannot. Absolutely not. Yo. All right. Yo. The January Uh, 630. He said, Braun makes Ricochet tap to the Magalock. Oh, Um, no. 
If CM Punk's not in the game, I'm not buying it. CM Punk will be in the game, I think. He will I think. be in the game. It's I, all right. Yeah. You can still buy the game, Jake. It's okay. If not, his moves, and you'll be able to make him as a creative character at, at yeah. minimum. No, good. Yeah, he'll be in the game. I, I, by the way, him him joking on commentary mm. it was one of the funniest things I've seen this week. So, I'm yeah. sorry, but I know people don't like the guy, but there's something about his humor and his sarcasm I don't know. It could be just the Chicago. You could tell he's a Chicagoan. There's certain things about him that just, just like that nah, <laughs> guy's great. I'm yeah, sorry. eloquent. Eloquent says CM Punk unbothered on MMA commentary is a mood. LOL. Hilarious, man. Definitely. Him being like, no, you don't want me in a locker room is so fucking funny. Yeah, like, hilarious. Is everything okay? Yeah, everything's fine. I was trying to just get, keep you guys talking and be muted, uh, but apparently I can't do that. Uh-uh. I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, we didn't know what was going on. We all right. Sure okay. I thought you froze for a second. I was yeah, like, I'm wait, like, what's going on? Everything all right. Uh, and Jesse says, Fight Forever is going to be the NFL Blitz of wrestling. Yes, Thanks. let's do that. We like that. You know, we don't, we like NFL Blitz, don't we? Come on. I never played NFL Blitz, so. Oh, I'm tripping. Come on, run it back, Bill. What do you mean? Not a fan? You don't want to leg drop somebody after tackling them? <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of, speaking of Cosby, you brought up Cosby earlier. Uh, this is how much Cosby has been ruined for us. Uh, a few weeks ago, people were sharing the clip from that barbecue episode where they got into a fight about uh, <laughs> about Martin wanting to strip his bachelor party but that he didn't have. And they had that part at the end where he's like, man, y'all ain't never noticed when people have my barbecue that, you know, they start feeling each other. And it's like, yeah, mm, oh, what you putting in this barbecue, Bill? That doesn't hold up, Cosby. <laughs> yeah. Damn, 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 damn. He said it's because of my secret sauce. Um, let's yeah, see. what's in this secret sauce, bro? <laughs> uh, Van Twin Blade said, the only thing I'll say about Logan is want to see a dead body? Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, him Him. Uh, trying to him trying to exaggerate that injury this week. Like, just say you're going to be yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. Joker says, sorry if this is already asked. What do you think of Sammy being in the ROH match and not Garcia? I don't see how it makes any sense. I think it does make sense here. I think one, Garcia's got the pure title. And mm-hmm. so there's just something different they're they're doing here. As far as Sammy's concerned, I think the story, I actually like the story of the fact that Sammy has been tied to Jericho since the beginning of AEW, going back to the inner circle. And the idea that Jericho just thinks he's gonna lay down because he always has for him. I think Sammy has the best story there as far as that's concerned. Um, yeah, I think and, it's a good story. Because yeah. really, if you look at the thing that got Garcia to rejoin the Jericho Appreciation Society, it was that moment of Sammy being held on everybody's shoulders and him looking around like, maybe I messed this up. We're losing and he's still winning. Maybe I should be with them. And I think Jericho's going to do something in this match. It might. I wouldn't be surprised if Jericho wins this match and he pins Sammy. And that's going to be the thing that shows Garcia, no, this guy's a snake. You cannot trust him. Mm. Uh, let's see. Andrew the Giant says, did you see Thunder Rosa praising <laughs> Mandy? Thoughts? Uh, yeah, of course. Um, I don't know what to make of that, except for <laughs> the, uh, women respecting each other is what all I'll take of that. At the Thunder moment. Rosa loves women's wrestling, and it doesn't matter what company it is. Is what I took away from it. Everybody could take the crazy shit away. That she's just gonna she's just gonna go for women's wrestling no matter where it is. Yeah, I mean at face value, uh, what she says is true. I do think people need to credit Mandy more for what she's done for the past year. 
just just rebranding herself in in itself and making herself a, a dominant champion. Right. Um, but it does look funny that you've got all these other people around. It's like Tony doing another interview with the Brinker. Shout out to Cameron Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, we got to get Cam on the show one of these days. We we, we definitely got to get Cam on here. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, for reasons. Um, but. Yeah, everything about this and everybody around this being like, yeah, what is she still doing with that championship? We need to make this the the actual championship and have her vacate this. And meanwhile, she's like, yeah, give Mandy Rose some credit. It's like, <laughs> wait a minute, what's what's happening here? <laughs> Just, yeah. So I I think the news cycle of it makes it look crazier than it really is. Right. But I think I think she does have a valid point. Mm-hmm uh let's see we got a couple more and then i want to get to a couple more topics but uh hala basana i'm sorry i totally butchered that he says am i reading too much into this or has brit versus saraya become almost a remix of the hangman and punk drama the parallels are all there uh hope you're all having a great weekend um i think there are great parallels here and i think that People that are assuming this is going to turn into Brit being baby-faced are getting suckered in because she is still going to be a heel. Um, I, I I think that uh, the way they're doing this and having it as Brit being this uh, valiant homegrown talent that's trying to stand up to the WWE uh, superstar that comes in and tries to take the spotlight is a good story. And I, we haven't mm-hmm. seen that really in the women's division yet because we haven't had a big enough star to do it with. Right. Uh, and so I think that uh, I, I said on uh, Twitter this week that I feel like this is potentially the biggest women's pay-per-view match they've done so far. Mm-hmm. And I think to build it this way, if you don't have a heel baby face dynamic, that's at least overt. This is at least a good way to separate your crowd and get people to cheer and boo one of the people in the match. Right. I think that people are missing some aspects of what Brit's doing here, though, because I saw... Uh, a lot of people going, well, wow, that was a real babyface thing that Britt was doing here. But um, I didn't appreciate how Britt ignored, you know, the contributions of people like Riho, Hikaru Shida, all of that. And I thought, yeah, because that's what a heel does. Exactly. <laughs> Where, like, <laughs> she's very much talking up her accomplishments, but she's also saying, I did it all. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the piece that people are missing here. That I, I did it all. And then being emotionally manipulative. And then the other part about it is you're saying, yeah, I was a star during the pandemic. Hey, you were a champion during the pandemic. Sheeta was. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's how, and that's why I think there's a little bit of it being missed that she's not exactly being honest in what she's right. saying. And that it is very like, disingenuous but at the same time i think they're anticipating what the reaction is going to be and i think the fans are going to be positively in brit's corner uh right. tonight yeah. and so i think that's um, where things have shifted a bit yeah uh, um we haven't talked about as well as that we're potentially back on mercedes watch um because... that's what i wanted that's that, that's what i wanted to bring up so give me just a second because I, I that's one of the topics uh alexander really quick says my understanding is that final battle is the first roh show that's actually a contracted partnership with warner brothers discovery not indicative of tv but there is a specific deal for the pay-per-view uh the name could be a marketing compromise uh, that part is true that it is the first show that's working in conjunction with warner brothers discovery um mm-hmm. i think it's but like it's only branded that way for ticket sales i think that has more to do with that right uh, uh and ryan lambert says family matters you watched as a kid fresh prince you watched as a teen martin you watched as an adult i watched all three at the same time so mm-hmm. uh i probably there's a lot about martin i didn't get till later mm-hmm. but uh I, I did watch all three at the same time uh some great television shows of all time agree definitely 
Yeah, got uh, got the draw scene is still a classic black mm-hmm. sitcom moment that never stops being funny. Exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah, so let me make sure we're <laughs> I love Joseph Snurk says Reg just nuked NWA from orbit. Holy hell. <laughs> I mean, really Corgan nuked it, but I mean, know. yeah, he did it. No, he, I didn't do anything. He did it all. Uh and D'Lo Dick says, Sup fellas, if Soul Food taught me anything, family sitting at the table, don't be what you think it is. It's true. It absolutely Facts. don't. People don't get along the way they say they do. Um, no. There's crazy stuff going on out here. Right. And uh MC Scammer, uh, and this goes back to Day After Dynamite. Uh he said, Will sent uh I sent the tweet from Day After Dynamite. Uh try uh, G. Hughes sugar-free sauces for your dino nuggets. Um, also, family style is okay for four people or less. So, yeah, on day after dynamite. What the hell are di- dino nuggets? Do you know I what mean, dino nuggets are? The chicken nuggets that are shaped like dinosaurs. Reg is on it. So, yes, on uh, day after dynamite this week. I'm still like, what? <laughs> yeah. On, I'm, on I'm, after- I'm just still in my head thinking, like, MC Scammer is exactly what uh, <laughs> Tyrus looks like on Fox with his, with his backwards head. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He is MC Scammer. So on Day After Dynamite, on Day After Dynamite this week, I opened the show by saying I'm 35, but the only thing I was able to find to eat in my fridge that I could eat was some dino nuggets uh, that were for my kids, and I ate dinosaur nuggets. But then somebody in the chat asked if I had some barbecue sauce for him, and I was like, I I can't eat barbecue sauce right now, too much sugar content. Um, And so I was eating spicy brown mustard, no added sugar, zero calories. Love yeah. spicy brown mustard. Like a uh, <laughs> but um, so this suggestion coming from MC Scammer was about trying some sugar-free barbecue sauces. I'm going to do that. And my friend who watches this show for a long time ate Dino Nuggets, and he, for his life, would be like, they're called Dino Nuggets, but no one calls them Dino Dino Nuggets? Fool. I know you're watching this. You say it for so many years. They're called Dino. They're not called Dinos. They're called Dino because they're dinosaurs. I know you're watching this. Rick. Rick. <laughs> I'm gonna say your name on this show, Rick. Uh up, Rick? shout out to my friend. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, um, we are about to dive into some major topics from the week uh and uh how we wrap the show. But before we do that, uh here's a word from our sponsor. So by now, you've heard me talk about my weight loss. Working from home, being in the house, it can take its toll on you. And it took its toll on me. I was the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life a few months ago. Look at this. That's me next to the big homie powerhouse Hobbs way back at All Out just in September. And just being next to that guy for even five seconds told me it was time to make a change. And that change can be intimidating. That is where the FitBot app came in handy for me. Because there's just so much to think about. And it can be costly. And I can already tell that the thought makes you not even want to proceed. Trust me, I spent two and a half years fearing moving forward. But with the FitBot app, you can easily create a dynamic routine personalized to your equipment and goals. Guys, I was legitimately 222 pounds in that picture. And check me out now. That was just five minutes ago. As of this morning, I was 195.4. Downloading FitBot keeps you motivated. It keeps you going. It's available on both your smartphone and your smartwatch. And it makes planning your workouts a breeze. FitBot's algorithm changes and updates your fitness plan as you go. Just add in your equipment, pick a fitness goal, and FitBot will create a routine for you. Whether you've been missing gym time or hit a plateau, a fresh start has never been easier. 
The app switches up your exercises to avoid overtraining or burnout, and your program changes based on your personal progress for maximized results. A full year of FitBod is less than the cost of a single session with a personal trainer. Join FitBod right now and uh, build a routine that grows with you without slimming down your wallet. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app free at our link in the description below or just go to fitbod.me forward slash grapsity. That's fitbod.me forward slash grapsity. And again, save 25%. Thank you, fitbod.me slash grapsity. So let's talk about, let's talk about Mercedes. Mercedes Monet because uh monet talks um so the former sasha banks filed multiple trademarks this week including for the name mercedes monet uh, she also uh filed the trademark for the name monet talks and uh what was it also the statement maker was one of the them. statement maker yeah um, which sounds like a finisher right yeah right so Oh no, uh, what's going on? <laughs> what does this mean? Everybody keeps trying to tell me, like, people are like, maybe it's weed strains. I'm like, what, do you, what are you guys talking about? Nah. Dude? She went to the cookie store one time. Now all of a sudden she's some weed nah. entrepreneur and they're all into all these and, things. Yeah, you know, and that could be possible. But yeah. the, timing, the timing of her not only clearly being back in the ring and working out again, mm -hmm. and also that uh, press, press release that came out for the show next year where it says formerly known as Sasha Banks. Uh, this throws everything I thought I knew uh, into question because I got on the podcast several times and said, nope, I don't believe you. I think you're going back. I think you'll be back by Survivor Series. Um, I don't know if that's true anymore. Um, I, look, look I, was, I was like, so what did I say last week when somebody said, what are the chances of Sasha Banks being in AEW? I still am like 5%, but yeah, I'm, still pretty uh, low. I'm still pretty low, but I will say I'm above zero. Uh, I was convinced that she was going to be the one in the war games match at Survivor Series. I don't believe she is now. Uh, no, I'm pretty, I'm fairly certain it's Beth Phoenix, um, mm -hmm. and that that'll be announced on Monday because they're yeah. not going to please they're... please announce this. <laughs> don't yes. don't wait till the night. Do, absolutely, do not try to do a surprise thing because Boston's going to think it's Sasha Banks and they're going to be mad. <laughs> Yeah, Very uh, it, it's it's uh, they'll announce it Monday. I think mm -hmm. uh, they won't leave anything to mystery at this stage. Um, but as a matter of fact, they even ran segments on Raw this week to remind you of why it's Beth Phoenix. And so it, it's Beth in this yeah. match. Mm -hmm. But all of a sudden now. Where's Naomi? Where's Sasha Banks? That was like the one thing everybody thought for certain. They're like Survivor Series, Boston. That's where these two come back. That's where it has to happen. That's where it's happening. Uh, I don't think so anymore. Yeah, um, I don't know. And I think I think the reason I was so sure she was going back is because um, I think one of the big hindrances for so long was the Vince and everything that happened before. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, nothing had really changed, but once Triple H got back in charge and he started calling everybody in his Rolodex, including people that are, are signed somewhere else, I was like, nah, he's definitely calling Sasha. And if anybody can get this done and get her to come back, it's Triple H. Mm -hmm. um, and I assumed that it would have happened by now. I assumed that whatever talks they had would have been figured out. There were rumors all the way back to SummerSlam that they were supposed to show up at SummerSlam. Right. And so I was like, nah, she's coming back. But 
like this week is the first time I've been like, uh, is she coming back? And there's also the timing of uh Soraya saying that her dream match is the match with Sasha. Mm-hmm. Her saying in the Renee interview that the first person she called when she cleared was Sasha. That's uh that's interesting. I'm not gonna say that that is the smoking gun that says she's gone and she's going to AEW, but it is interesting. Um I don't know what to make and of it. And then she kept it off by saying, I'm going to have the match with Sasha Banks. So, like. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot here to make you question uh, whether she's going back. Um, I was about 100% sure at one point, And now I'm about, I would say, about 90% sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I fall into about. So, my AEW is still very low. I say 5%. But now I am like. If Sasha wanted to do a tour of Japan for a year or a world tour in general for a year, especially with everything going on with the uh, the IWGP Women's Championship. Not her coming out to confront Kyrie after the match tonight. (laughs) Well, but here's the thing. I don't I don't see her doing a world tour. I feel like if she is not going back to WWE, she's going to sign somewhere and get a bag. I don't think she's going to go and start doing like indie shows. I don't see that happening. Yeah, can't nobody um, afford her, bro. What you talking about? Yeah, and I can see her doing the the matches in Japan, but I also feel like that is in unison with her signing a deal. Um, and the only place that she could sign a deal and still do that is AEW. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I, are you kidding me? That the the possibility of Soraya beating Britt and then afterwards. I don't think it's happening tonight. I don't think it's happening tonight, oh, but that possibility God. is crazy. Um, yeah. I mean, even sometime next year, her coming and showing up to to confront Soraya is crazy. Um, I'm fine with either at this point. I think I had made up my mind that she was going to going back to WWE. That I had, I had just gotten to the point where it doesn't matter at this point. Wherever she goes, wherever she's happy, I want to see her go. Yeah. I mean, I will say, I actually, when I saw those trademarks, I thought Mercedes Monet is a great name. I I fell in love with it immediately. I was like, because um, for one, I thought that, like, my brain immediately went to, like, Janelle Monet, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this just it works for me. Everything clicks. Uh, and the same way that, like, Sasha Banks very much felt like kind of a play, like Sasha Fierce at the time mm-hmm. was, was a big thing. And so um, I kind of got a lot of, again, just uh r&b star vibes which mm-hmm. is something yeah. that sasha banks has always had and it just right. feels like and then of course seeing the trademark on monet talks and i'm like that's the yeah. one <laughs> are you kidding uh, me <laughs> by the way i i did think it was funny that when when max did do his throw his shot at, at my guy i did notice that he threw that that uh that lotto flip in there i was like man he knows our guy likes Mercedes, not Mercedes, but Mariah too. Like, is that why he threw that little, little dick energy uh, line in there? It's all coming back together, man. It's all coming together. So let's talk about it. This is <laughs> this is the big one. Yeah. So, your boy uh, mm. was mentioned in a uh, a rap, and I have to give Caden here credit for this. Uh, because I told the story on Day After Dynamite, but I have to tell it again for the graphs of the audience. So, this past Wednesday, I'm watching Dynamite, and I, you know, usually the raps are a lot shorter. They usually don't run them in full form when they run them on Dynamite or mm-hmm. um, or Rampage. They'll usually, like, play half of it and then say, like, see the rest on YouTube. And so, 
the we get the opening of the video with Captain Insano, which was great stuff. I laughed hysterically at that. I thought it was very good. I was uh, very happy to see him finally get to pull out the Captain Insano trademark. Cool stuff. And then they get into the rap. And again, there were some good disses in there. There were some great disses in there. And, you know, they talked about uh, uh, how you're going to be a rapper and you can't spit. Like, it, it's all stuff that um, you would have expected. They get to the chorus and all of that. And I maybe stopped paying attention right after the first hook. Mm-hmm. And so I, because Veda was home. Veda's usually not home during um, Dynamite. She's usually at dance class. She was sick. She had asked me for some water. And I was like, yeah, sure, because the match is about to start. I'm going to go fix some water. Wasn't even thinking about it. All of a sudden, my phone vibrates, and it's a message from Caden, who's sitting right on the other side of this laptop. And uh, it said, oh, I'm just going to pull it up exactly as it read and exactly what our exchange was. So I get this message from Caden, and it says... Yo, Google guys start sending us a check, by the way, man. I'm saying. I fix it all on our, on our video, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. <laughs> Send a check, big dog. Hold on. It, it says... Uh, he goes, did did they just call you out? And I said, uh, I missed it. What was said? And he said, you have family in the dirt sheets. And before I could even respond to that part, my phone vibrates literally 100 times. It just starts mm-hmm. vibrating nonstop. And I thought, okay, something clearly just happened. So I had to back it up to even see what just happened. And I went back and listened to the line. And it wasn't just the family in the dirt sheets line. It was the mm-hmm. line after that where mm-hmm. he implied that the dirt sheets are the reason that people are fond of Swerve, mm-hmm. implying that uh, mm-hmm. we are agents putting him over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got us involved too, Max. A lot, lot of agent <laughs> talk this week. Mm-hmm. Lot of agent yeah, a lot of mm-hmm. agent talk this week. Okay. And what's so, going on here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got called out by Max Caster on Dynamite. What you gonna do about it? Yeah, I uh, I saw people talking away as well, and yeah. I thought it was funny because uh, I feel like the thing that I took away from this is that Rhapsody has has made it to Meltzer status. That you oh. are, we are being referenced on on television. Well. I mean, say what you will, but the evidence speaks for itself. And it's happened twice now, by the way. It has. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? I know y'all mad. I, I know you guys are I, mad. Listen, but it's not I, I, our I can, fault. we're just talking. We're just good guys talking. That's it. That's I, it. I can tell, I can tell people are mad by the tone of some of these tweets, but, you know, hey, listen. Can't help it, man. I can't help it that this is what it is, man. I can't help that people think that you know taking shots at us is gonna is gonna do something for you. Hey, hating mm-hmm. on us ain't gonna help you, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it ain't gonna help you. You gotta do the work. Um, you gotta do the work. Sorry. Look, if Max Caster's in this media scrum tonight, I- I'll just say watch. It's on site. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, baby? It's on site, man. And, and, and listen to that. Our ad libs are better than yours too. Let's What's go, up? baby. <laughs> What's up? I hate man better too. What's up? Shout out to Bones. I love Bones. I, I do <laughs> love Bones. No, they're great. Bones. No, and, and look, and Max is great too. I'm not, you know, I'm not using this to throw shots, but I do think it's funny that I don't know, man. Certain people's names keep popping up, man. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, if you want more of this guy right here, you could always listen to me on Wrestle Rap. Mm-hmm. With the homie Ill Fam that's also on there. Shout out to Ill Fam. 
Shout out to Black Wrestling. I know people tried to throw certain accusations at your guy. False accusations, by the way. Accusations! False accusations, by the way. Besides the fact that he's a Detroit Pistons fan and a Cowboys fan, I don't have no problem with him. Right. Hey, it. yeah, you know, um, and speaking of wrestle rap, shout out to Emilio who was here at the uh, Airbnb. We were chilling. I, I, it was good man, stuff. Man, I saw Cornrow Sparks was in the building. Yeah, I know. He showed up with the cornrows here yesterday. <laughs> I, saw, I, I, I seen his uh, Instagram story this week where he was getting them done. And nah, I, I see how he gets it done. You know, folks come to his hometown. He's got to get it right. Although he's not a Jersey guy. Cross the, cross the bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame that I won't get to see any of uh, New York while I'm here because I leave first thing tomorrow afternoon. So I'm surprised you're staying that long. I thought your flight would be at midnight tonight. You got to run out of the, <laughs> the damn airport. I'm never doing that again. I will absolutely never. At one in Vegas, you had to run out of the scrum. We're like, we're I did. going. <laughs> I did. I had to piece out of the scrum in Vegas because my flight. I thought, silly me thinking that the scrum would end at a reasonable time so silly that even I could just that. head straight to the airport. We'd be good. Didn't even remotely think that I would have to do the whole sneaking out of the room. <laughs> got a shimmy pass. A couple of people to get out. This is crazy. Yeah. Oh man. Also, I know that, you know, this is because Ricky got hurt and you had to move certain stuff, but you know, I appreciate us getting the finals um, match. In Chicago, Illinois, where your boy will be in attendance. Yeah. Oh, you're going to be there? That's cool. Of course, it's Chicago. I'm tired of it's y'all. the day before well, you Thanksgiving. Didn't, you didn't go to the last one, so that was why I wasn't sure. I mean, the only reason it. I didn't go is because of the snowstorm, but I had planned to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I can fully understand that. And that's uh, next week, right? Next Wednesday. This, Yep, it's coming Wednesday. Yeah, coming up. Yeah. RH says, got a late start on the show, but I think Regal turns on Blackpool Combat Club, joins with MJF, but never trust the devil as he holds a grudge. MJF stomps out Regal. Uh, I don't think we're getting that just yet. But that, I that would be really convoluted for that one night. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, I, a lot I, going on here. <laughs> I, I do think there's symmetry to him saying that he's not going to beat him with the ring. And it's the same stipulation, basically, from their first championship match at Full Gear, where he said, I will not beat you with oh, the paradigm shift. This and, is how, you, and, just, you just told me how he's going to win it. He said, I'm not going to beat the ring. Say, uh, so Regal's going to hand him the brass knucks to knock him out. I hate that Phil, by the way, is one of the best thinkers, I think, when it he, comes to I don't know how it happened so fast. Either. He'll just be like, in this. I'm like, yo. Yeah, the, the symmetry is there. He's going to win, and he's going to cheat to win. He's 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 not going to remain a baby face. He's, no, he's going to cheat. Not. Nobody wants Max as a baby face. No, but, of course not. But I do think what is going to be dope, though, is that winter is coming. I think it's pretty solidly going to be Ricky Starks versus uh, MJF. And just thinking about how much Winter is Coming has been an important event to AEW. When you think about how the first Winter is Coming was Kenny Omega versus Shawn Moxley, the biggest match you could have up until that point. Um, The second Winter is Coming was Hangman Adam Page versus Brian Danielson. Again, a huge match that ended up being probably the best match of Hangman Adam Page's career. And then uh, all of a sudden now, we're getting to the third one. And being the most important Dynamite of the year doing mjf versus ricky starks like i love the fact that in this case it is a they're using it as an elevation kind of where it's the main event it's the title match but it's also the two biggest 
um, rising stars in AEW. And they've got a couple weeks to do it, right? Because uh, Ooh, you can... promo is going to be fire. Oh, buddy. my God. They're going to be crazy. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, that's going to be some great stuff. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to when that plays out. Uh, we've got Albert. Albert Pont says, uh, G. Hugh sugar-free barbecue sauce is awesome. Thank you. Um, Jake says, Will talking about being unhealthy at 220 has me at 5'8", 222, making that Frank Beamer meme face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I, I was. I, I really was. And I can't uh, stress that enough that, um, look. Uh, yes, I, 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 they call me out there. I see you. No, I see what's going on here. Yeah, no, I, I, there, there's, there were other like health aspects to it all that I was, that, that weren't good. I'll say this. Um, I'll just put it out there. I do have a family history of diabetes and like my docs were like legit concerned and uh, kind of still are. And mm-hmm. so that's one of those things like I got to keep my shit under control or uh, I, yeah. it's going to fuck me up. Mm-hmm. My, don't don't tell my dad that my dad doesn't believe in that one of the funniest things he's ever told me is uh he went to a doctor and uh it's a total dad joke but he went to the doctor and the doctor was like yeah you you gotta be careful you know diabetes runs in your family he's like what is it diabetes has legs now we, <laughs> we're not believing in none of that <laughs> that like, oh, not with that dad joke <laughs> shit Christopher says, does Soraya turn heel tonight? Um, I mean, it might be a, a smart way to go, uh, but it all depends on the crowd reaction. I think they should rock Hogan this one in that what I mean is listen to the crowd and adjust. Let that happen, yeah. Yeah, I think she'll probably show shades of it, but I don't think she'll go full on heel. I actually think she's going to beat Brick clean. Mm-hmm. Van Twinblade says, speaking of Thanksgiving, I turned 33 that day. Happy Birthday and Thanksgiving, Van Twinblade. Happy birthday, Van Twinblade. That's dope. 33. Happy birthday, bro. Brent Lockman says, Grap City continues to influence the world. I mean, yeah. That's just a fact. Hey, man. It's out here, man. I just, mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have to say it no more, man. Mm-hmm. Jake says, I stand with Grap City. Will, you can't let that off-brand Russell Wilson-looking guy get away with this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like wow. I said... If they win tonight and they take the uh, the podium, the homeboy's hurt though, ain't he? It's gonna be tough for him. Yeah, I saw his arm in a sling. Anthony Mullins had his arm in a sling or something this week. Ooh, took, Gotta be careful a, with that. Took a nasty JML drive. Oh my goodness, yes. on the head, right on. Yeah, yeah, that was beautiful. That was shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think those guys are still gonna win. I think Acclaim is gonna win. Um, it is what it is. Right, it is. Uh, Orion Ben six 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 says, uh, "Will will be holding up a swerve in our glory stop sign." <laughs> I hope so. Uh, let's see. And Jake says, uh, "Ricky on that Osprey schedule this weekend." Listen, I feel like uh, at some point we got to have a conversation about Osprey being higher up in that conversation about rest of the year than people give him credit for. Um, I'll say this, people, uh, so we've talked about the, the Fightful Awards coming up and I'm really excited about the Fightful Awards. I think that it is the right time for it. I think when you think about how much Fightful has grown as a platform this last year, especially with your boys, um, I think that it's the right time to do the Fightful Awards. I won't spoil what the nominees are, but looking at some of the nominations and I was looking at the nominations for match of the year, 
Well, Osprey's name is in there quite a few times, and I think that uh, it is very, very reasonable that he should be in the conversation for Wrestler of the Year. Um, yeah. we, we, of course, are going to leave it to... I won't say how the decisions are going to be made, because that's an announcement. I think it's right that Sean makes. But as far as the nominations are concerned, um, you got, have you guys seen the list yet? Yeah, I looked at it a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's all great stuff. I I was just look I was looking at all of it, and I was just like, damn, there is some great stuff that happened this year to the point of where like like the one I'm gonna have the hardest time myself even giving a vote in is like return of the year because uh, there's so many big ones, and honestly, if the elites return goes well enough tonight, <laughs> that could be another one. But sure. it's like the fact that. I'm like, oh, Stone Cold, that's an easy return of the year. But also Cody's an easy return of the year. But like, yeah. also Kenny had a great return. What's uh, going to happen? Bray Wyatt? Uh, Bray Wyatt is on the list. Like, it's a big list and it's a great it's list. Yeah, I still think it's nuts that uh, in a year that Stone Cold wrestled at WrestleMania, Cody still had the moment of the weekend. Right. What the insane fuck is that? that? It's crazy. <laughs> Every time someone says Stone Cold had a match, my brain is like, no, he didn't. And then I remember and I'm like, yes, he did. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's wild. That's He's going to have another one from the um, looks of it. And I, I am definitely uh, having Cody withdraw. I think I cannot wait for Cody to come back. Yeah. I mean, who would have guessed that he would get injured so quickly into his WWE run to the point of where now, because there's still so little of his WWE footage, it's still so much of his AEW, my brain still sees him tied to AEW because he didn't get to firmly plant his feet in WWE the way he did, uh, the way he was looking like he was going to, because like he really just feuded with Seth Rollins and nobody else. And so he it's hasn't like, been in this WWE yet. He hasn't right? been in the Hunter. He, he hasn't been a part of the Hunter regime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I see very much like uh, it almost just feels like in my brain, he just had a little bit of a pit stop for a little bit in WWE right. and is gone. Um, I, I really want to still see him assimilate more into the WWE roster. And even on Twitter, everybody keeps asking him about AEW stuff, and he's been responding. And mm. so, or, and like, he even responded to stuff about Ring of Honor. So, like, he still doesn't quite feel fully integrated into that show. And I'm wondering. Um, <laughs> I, had a, I had a great Phil is right moment this week of somebody um, sending me that quote of him saying, no, I was a heel all along. And I was like, I told you guys that entire before he was, I was like, this guy is working heel. Mm-hmm. And of course people are like, he's capping. I was like, is he though? I think mm-hmm. that's the great thing about Cody though. He's, he's absolutely, he's I, absolutely I, telling people what they want to hear. But at the right. same time, is it true though? Mm-hmm. I think he was definitely, he knew what he was doing. Remember that uh, when Sammy Guevara came out and then uh, Cody interrupted him, challenged them, started to walk through the heel tunnel and then mm-hmm. turned? At that point, Cody definitely knew what he was doing. Right. Uh, are, are, are you kidding me? That The night he won the championship again and he celebrated like it was the greatest thing on earth and he like did the, the Sean on his knees thing and cried. <laughs> I was like, this guy is doing this all on purpose, man. He knows people hate yeah. it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about the men's war games match because mm-hmm. this is looking I, dope. I thought that they would maybe tease Cody for a little, like when they were doing the thing last night on SmackDown, I thought that maybe they would tease Cody a little bit. They didn't at all. And I'm a little surprised about it. 
Uh, I mean, Cody getting fucked out of War Games slash Blood and Guts now three times. It's got to hurt. It's got to hurt. Bad time. Um, I, what I've been calling for a while is that they're going to do this Bloodline versus everybody stuff. And, right. and this made perfect sense because these are all guys that Bloodline has been having ongoing feuds with all year. It's kind of mm-hmm. a perfect like season finale for all of the Bloodline stuff um, right. to end the year. And so I feel like the way they're booking is perfect. Um, that Kevin Owens stuff at the end of SmackDown. If you didn't watch SmackDown for anything else, it was worth all of the Kevin the Owens stuff. The end of it was dope. When Roman yeah. comes out, takes his time for for his entrance. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Owens doing that 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 uh that stare down with Sammy that mm-hmm. was great. Magic. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. All, everything KO did was great, and I'm glad he's going to be in the match because I feel like it would have halted all of the storytelling they've been doing with Kevin Owens since he you know basically reverted back to. Uh, the closest thing we've gotten to NXT KO. Right. So I feel like it would have been a shame if he didn't get a chance to participate here and push that story forward. I I think this match is going to be off the charts great. I Definitely. think that uh, just thinking about who's in it and the year that Sheamus has gotten to have and the fact yeah. that now all of a sudden you've got, um, you've got Pete Dunne, Butch, you've got him in a role mm-hmm. that... He's getting to participate with uh, just just seeing him move up into this spot with guys like the Bloodline. This is huge for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Rich Holland kind of feels like he fits in the least um, because then you've got uh, Drew McIntyre, who again has kind of had a little bit of a resurgence this year after falling off last year, and then Kevin Owens, who he's got the ultimate payoff here with Sami Zayn. On the other side of that, you have. Sami Zayn, who is having the best year of his main roster career. Mm-hmm. You've got Roman Reigns and the the, the Usos, who, again, are just uh, probably the biggest act in all of professional wrestling. And then you've got Solo Sokoa, whose call-up has really been working out in, in quite some ways. And so I think just all around, this match looks like it's going to deliver. I'm really excited for it. I think that... Uh, I'm actually. I thought I was going to be more excited for the women's war games match, but that was back when I thought that uh, there was a possibility of some <laughs> bigger names in it. Um, mm-hmm. Not to knock Beth Phoenix, but she's not Sasha Banks. Right. Um, but the <laughs> uh, I think all because I remember last week we were like, oh yeah, women's war games should main event. Nah, mm-hmm. uh, men's main no, event. Is, it's, it, it, no, look, it's Roman. If Roman is on the yeah. card, he's main eventing. Right. Um, so right. yeah. <sighs> It's, it's tough because I do think they did some great stuff with the women's stuff from SummerSlam, but I almost feel like they dragged it out for too long. It's too and much. It, and it lost some of the heat that it had. And mm-hmm. I feel like everything they're doing with the men's war game match, it just feels fresh and it feels like it just feels like, like it's a proper conclusion to everything Bloodline has been doing all year. Um, yeah. I do think that coming out of this, I could see Bloodline losing and I could see they're going to kick see, out Sammy. <laughs> yeah, and I can see Sheamus being the guy to challenge Roman at Royal Rumble. Yep, I can see that too. It seems like they were setting it up last which night with is, the stare downs and all the brawls and everything. Which is so funny when you think about, especially thinking about the career your Sheamus is having. Because I look back at, at 2015. Roman wins the World Heavyweight title at SummerSlam. And then gets cashed in on by Sheamus. Probably the worst cash-in of all time. Uh, in terms of worst successful cash-in. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everything about it was wrong. The fans wanted Dean Ambrose to win that match. The fans not only didn't get Dean Ambrose, but then 
uh, Roman gets cashed in on. It just looks like a fucking dummy. And it was like just Survivor Series 2015, awful ending. Yeah. Uh, and then Sheamus goes into this feud with Roman Reigns. Nobody wanted to see. People hated this feud. It was just like, this This sucks. Nobody wanted to see Sheamus. Nobody ever wanted to see Sheamus win Money in the Bank. I feel like all of Sheamus's title pushes always happened at the wrong time. They always mm-hmm. happened when people weren't wanting Sheamus. Right. When he won the yeah. title in 2009, nobody was asking for Sheamus. Nobody at all. And so when he won the title in 2015, it was like, nah, people were like really begging for Dean Ambrose and you gave him Sheamus. Uh, and even in 2012, when it was like, hey, Brian Daniels, or Daniel Bryan is, is getting really over with this yes thing, 18 seconds, like you, you really fucked Sheamus there. I hated him. Yeah, and you, uh, <laughs> he almost, he almost, uh, well, not almost, he played a big role in creating the yes movement because nobody right. wanted to see him as champion. Exactly. Right. It was because of Sheamus that we wanted to, we wanted Daniel Bryan so bad. And I say all this to say that this may be finally the time where all the stars are finally aligned for Sheamus to get a push and people do want to see it. That's crazy that it finally happened. Every time Sheamus got pushed, it was always at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. And we're finally here. We're finally at a point where, like, if you told me now Sheamus challenges Roman Reigns for the title, I'm like, yeah, I see it. I want it. Give it. Yeah, That's the one. By by the way, I think Brian's money in the bank cash-in is kind of underrated. I think Mm -hmm. that the way they did it was bad, but the fact that it created this moment for him, it it created the yes chant because him winning and doing this over-the-top celebration is hilarious. At least gave us a memorable moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say, Phil, (laughs) that that is a testament to how good Brian is because Brian has been handed some shit sandwich stuff that that anybody else would have crumbled under. When I think about, I think Brian's cash-in is also one of the worst cash-ins just based on the fact that he didn't do anything. He just ran in and pinned. And I thought, of course, of course he couldn't even give Brian a little bit of offense in making Mm -hmm. it look like his victory. It was something he stole. But luckily Brian's as good as he is and he made that work. Brian lost in 18 seconds. That is something that would have... Ruined anybody else's career, but not Brian Danielson. That he is a man that could turn that around. The planet's champion on paper is dumb as fuck. When you think about the idea that um, you essentially turned something that is ideally good, like I couldn't believe at one point I saw Vince McMahon, who at that point in 2018 was like, yeah, had already done all the Trump stuff. He had a wife in the Trump administration. (laughs) And literally, Donald Trump was trying to undo all environmental protections at that point. You had AJ Styles, a guy who might questionably think the earth is flat. And these are the baby faces in this scenario telling Brian Danielson, shut the fuck up about the earth. And I just thought, on paper, this is awful, Mm -hmm. right? But Brian Brian Danielson could make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it plays into everything about Brian and the company at that point that they want to tell us in every way, look, don't cheer this guy. And at the time, time, like, no, this guy's great. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Like, yeah, <laughs> we're no, we're not against this guy. We're with this guy. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Sheamus versus Roman at Royal Rumble has the potential to be a very good match. I mean, 
Seamus ain't missed in a long time, man. And yeah. I feel like he's at his most likable. Um, him coming out and talking about his wedding and um, bringing the stuff full circle with Drew McIntyre was really good last night as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, there was some great stuff on SmackDown last night. I thought the opener was really, really good. I mm-hmm. thought uh, shooting star to a standing opponent. Uh, uh, Bomb. Loved it. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. That. I thought something else was gonna happen. I was like, "Is he gonna like catch him with a cutter? Like, what, what's about to happen?" And yeah. the fact that he just hit it was great yeah. because now yeah. you do set that up for reversal later on. That'll exactly. make sense because yeah. you know a shooting star to a standing opponent has always been. You know, remember when everybody gave Jericho shit for that match he had with Randy Orton, where he just like did a dive off the top rope into an RKO, and everybody's like, "Jericho, you have no diving moves. What were you gonna do?" Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> why would you do that? What are you diving for? <laughs> like Jericho has nothing that's a dive, and you just right. got caught with an RKO. What were you gonna do? And he was like, You never and he like got really defensive on Twitter. I remember that. Of Jericho course. was like mm-hmm. he's like, you know, I could have been going for a headbutt. You never know. Like, you've yeah. never done any of that. Okay. You don't have <laughs> you don't have a shoulder block, you don't have nothing that you do that you literally just jumped into Randy Orton and hit you with an RKO. But what I like here is that <laughs> what I liked here though was uh again Ricochet, he set himself up to give us Catch a moment way later on. Yeah, anything. Yeah, anything that could be reversed into. Mm-hmm. It was just a cool sight though. It was a very good match. I thought it was a great way to open. But I also thought the main event was very good. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, I yeah. thought watching SmackDown on a plane, it was finicky at that point because the direct TV signal on the plane was going in and out during SmackDown. Uh, but I I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, that is the irony of this bronze stuff because that's exactly what Orton said that you need the flippy guy to give you a spot to get over, and that's exactly what he's gonna do in this match. He's gonna do a flippy moment that gives Braun a moment that looks cool. I've seen people say that Braun might get cheated and he's gonna lose. Braun is gonna win this match. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll eat my words if I'm wrong next week, but Braun I think Braun's gonna end this match. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Jericho, did y'all see y'all man's on a mask singer? He got a unmasked. Everybody I- knew. <laughs> The worst secret ever. This is this is like uh that uh that mass singer where Wayne was in that robot costume right. and, he, and he was singing the uh what was he singing? Uh he was singing like a rock song and it, it couldn't have sounded any more like Lil Wayne and the guy and all of the all the judges was like, I don't know who this is. I was like, This is Lil Wayne, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is right. clearly Wayne. Like he even danced like Wayne, everything. I was like, This is Wayne, stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same thing with Jericho. So the thing I wanted to wrap up this show with is uh, some rapid fire predictions on the full gear card. Yep. Uh, so let's talk about it. We got 13 matches tonight. Uh, we will start with Eddie Kingston versus June Akiyama. Hi, uh, Sherry. Oh, wait, that, that was actually Jesse. Jesse made an appearance on the show. Hey, Jesse. Um, uh, that's think- also like the fourth time that's been said. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was also said plenty in this house. We had a whole conversation about Jesse, literally, because of Jesse, uh, Jesse being here. Um, yeah, I think Eddie's going to get the win here. I think the I think the June winning last night was the way to set up uh, not just this match, but Eddie getting the win in his dream match. Yes, sir. Same thing, Eddie Kingston. So here's a, a an interesting one. We have a, a ten man tag. In which we are going to see the factories, QT Marshall, 
Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, and Cole Carter taking on Best Friends, which consists of Orange Cassidy, Trent Beretta, and Chuck Taylor, uh, teaming with Rocky Romero and a mystery partner. Who could the mystery partner be? <laughs> this segment was way funnier than it had any right to be. Right, exactly. Uh, not not just the Dan Housen stuff, but um, him going, there's only four of y'all. There's only three of y'all. And then Rocky just comes out from behind them like, no, that's four. And then... <laughs> And then, then them handing handing Renee a VHS, and she's just like, "What the hell am I supposed to do with this?" <laughs> Did you see the VHS? By the way, Chuck was yes. uh, Dustin's fourth birthday. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then QT just like dead panning the line, like this is literally Dan House. <laughs> like we didn't, we saw his face. <laughs> yes, I oh. loved it. But yeah, I think the best thing they could fine. do is if they swerve it at somebody not Dan Housen, mm-hmm. I think would be uh, actually kind of dope. That would be pretty yeah. good. I, I Grand like B this... says, what is jalapenos? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is a way to give us like more serious Dan Housen for at least now and at least kind of start like a winning streak with him. Because I've seen people saying that as over as this guy is, it doesn't make sense that he loses so much. And so I feel like this is a way to kind of set him on a different trajectory. Um, I I think that uh, uh, Nightmare Factory is definitely losing here. That's uh, exactly how you know that wins and losses ain't shit. Who cares if Danhausen wins that he's open? Like that people would care that Danhausen loses is ridiculous. Um, why well, I mean, where do you go with it though? Is my thing. If he starts winning, hey, hey. I love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like where he's not going to be world champion, you know what I mean? Exactly. So what where does do you, he need to win for? What are you building to if you give him wins? Like I think there's a way to do that eventually, but I feel like it should be story based. I don't think you right. need him to go on this long winning streak. He's Just already over. He's over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. Um, although uh, Brent says I'm sure it's Dan Housen, but Shibata never did get to kick around the factory after they went at his dojo boys on the pre-show. On the pre-show. Um, Hey, yeah, no. I mean, they're they're treating this I like mean, Akiyama is on the pre-show. That wouldn't be that crazy. So yeah, I see. Yeah, I mean, actually, fact, you know what? Factor's losing. I think Shibata would get a big ass pop, though. To be Definitely. honest, I Definitely. think because uh, I think that's uh, it's almost so obvious that it's Danhausen that the, my brain is thinking it's probably not. Gotcha. I could believe it. Yeah. Uh, Best friends is winning that one though. Yeah. 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 Uh, we got Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage. Starks. Starks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so now we move into the main card. Uh, we've got a three-way for the TNT Championship, Wardlow, Smojo, and Powerhouse Hobbs. I think it's Hobbs' night. I I think Wardlow is winning, and I yeah. think Wardlow is going to pin Joe. And that's going to be Hobbs' way of saying, like, yo, you never beat me. Yep. And that's going to be the way to keep this feud going. Yeah, I think Big Wardlow is going to go over, because War- I think Wardlow the Big a- might be getting that victory in March. If they know what's good for them, let's prolong this until March the 1st or March the 3rd or whenever the fuck it is so I can be crying on the front row like a little girl when my friend wins a championship. I'm pretty sure it's going to be announced tonight on Full Gear that uh, Revolution is going to be at the Chase Center in... Where is the Chase Center actually? It's in San Francisco across the bridge. Okay, it's specifically in San Francisco? Yeah, like they say the Cow Palace is San Francisco, but not really. Like, no. the Chase Center is, like, in there. You got to, like, right. yeah, yeah. And that that's going to be either the 4th or the 5th. Um, and so I know we had... Same week? Or no, it's, wait, not the 4th or the 5th. Uh, yeah, it's going to be... So they're going to do Cow Palace, 
Wednesday and Cow Palace Rampage, and then it's going to be Chase Center um, on the what Saturday, is it? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Either yeah, the fourth or the fifth. Uh, That's what's up. West Coast Pro, my friends, just announced a show on the fourth, so hopefully they do it on the fifth because that'll be very unfortunate for my friends. And I'm also going to be at West Coast Pro tonight, King of Indies. If you are in the area, South San Francisco, the Irish Ukrainian Center or something, I don't know. I put could be butchering <laughs> that name. West Coast Pro tonight, King of Indies is going to be very dope. But uh, yeah, that's exciting. I'm super excited about that. You that announcement that you might have just made right now. That's going to be cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Fightful Select broke that way back. In... Yeah. No. Originally, when I heard about it, it was that it was going to be Revolution. So I was surprised that they announced the Dynamite and the Rampage. So I'm super excited either way. It's going to be a lot of fucking wrestling going on here. The way we initially reported it was that we had said we heard that Revolution was going to be at the Cow Palace. And then mm-hmm. um, I got a correction literally like the day we put that out mm-hmm. of uh, that it was going to be Rampage or it was going to be Dynamite at um, Cow Palace. And then they were aiming to get the Chase Center. And I saw when the schedule came out and literally that week the Warriors are playing the Lakers in Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, Chase Center's free. So that that makes that easy. So that looks like how that's going to play out. Revolution, Chase Center. Nice. Uh, and then yeah. we've got uh, for the trios title, we are going to see Death Triangle take on the Elite. Elite, Come baby. On. It, it's the elite. They're going to be two-time champions. This this belt was yeah. invented for them. It's their mm-hmm. belt. Come on. Can but I think stayed out till they were going to. They were waiting for him to come back to bring these belts. Those belts are theirs, and they're going to get them. I think uh, it's the elite for sure. But I think after the match, I do think House of Black does mm-hmm. kick off the elite versus House of Black feud. I have a oh question for you guys, though. Goodness. I think we're going to see a lot of the elite versus House of Black. I think you could play that out for a while. There's so many singles combinations combinations you could run with until like revolution, really. Yeah. But my question is in the same way, in the in, in very similar vein to um the OC versus Judgment Day, how they had to eventually bring in Mia Yim to even the odds. Same question would apply. If Julia Hart ends up being too much of a difference maker. Who would you bring in to align with the elite? They never have had a woman align with them. That'd be so weird. Like my brain immediately goes Riho, wait, wait right? Minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Why are you why are you brushing Brandy to the side? She was aligned with them. Oh, Brandy. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I forgot about Brand. She's been gone for too long, man. Where's yeah. Brand at? Come back, Brand. Like my initial thought is Riho. She's been tied to, to Kenny, but also like so has a Karashita. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's other dope stuff you could do to do like a intergender eight person tag and like really do something dope. Mm-hmm. Could be. Yeah. Uh, we've got. Yeah. Rio makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so too. We've got Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal taking on Sting and Darby. <laughs> that just what sounds funny. <laughs> what a match. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds hilarious. Jeff Jarrett. Um, Sting, Sting ain't losing that pay-per-view, bro. You don't think Sting so? Sting and Darby are winning. <laughs> Sting mm-hmm. and Darby are winning, man. Uh, okay, I believe it. Yeah, I don't think Jeff uh, Jarrett's going to be getting the W here tonight. I can't see it. I mean, I think AEW just, again, AEW already owns so many Sting moments where, like, they've redone a whole bunch of the Sting moments. Like, think about the fact that AEW finally got to do the Sting wearing the Sting mask and revealing mm-hmm. to be Sting. Like, now AEW's done that. But the one moment AEW doesn't own is... 
Jeff Jarrett smashing Sting over with a guitar and Sting ah. no selling. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sting no selling. AW doesn't own that yet. Mm-hmm. They will after tonight. Yep, definitely. Yep. And it's going to get a massive pop in that. People building. are going to love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jade Cargill goes one on one with Nyla Rose. Jade. Jade takes her belt back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, steel cage match. A reportedly injured Luchasaurus who wants to see this match through um, goes one on one with Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, Jungle Man is winning this thing. Yeah. yeah. Is, is he apparently really hurt, though? Yeah. He's very much hurt. And I guess this is pretty much working through injury to get to this, get through this match. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I think Jungle Boy is going to definitely get the W here, and hopefully Luchasaurus is all right after this, because that sucks. Yeah. Um, so I forgot what he hurt, but he is definitely supposed to take some time to take care of that, but he specifically wants to work this match. Let me be sure that's... Uh, Damn it, Christian's hurt too. I'm like, Jungle Boy can't catch a break. They're going to have to get him some new homies to feud with yeah. at this point. Yeah, his, it's his right arm. His right arm um, is injured. It's a... And just hopefully we can get that taken care of after this match. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Get, uh, get Jungle Boy in the title picture somewhere soon. Right. It, yeah. It, it, he's due. Mm. Uh, we have got Dr. Britt Baker DMD versus Soraya. We already kind of all gave our predictions on that. I think mm-hmm. Soraya is winning that. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, Soraya is winning this. And Salty Britt is going to play a part in another outcome in the night. Hardest one to pick. Four-way for the ROH World Championship. Chris Jericho defends against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. I think this could be match of the night. I do think it could. Um, Brian needs to win this match. I can't see Christian Jericho losing this match today. I just cannot see it. Brian needs to win this match, but unfortunately, my prediction is that Jericho is going to retain. I really want to be wrong, though. I don't Mm. want Jericho to retain. I, 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 I feel like it's time to just move on. Um, But... What can you do? If Sammy wins this belt, I'm coming to rant. We're doing a Grapsity tomorrow. Sam, Sammy's not winning this belt. <laughs> not winning this belt. <laughs> We're going to do an express, a special episode tomorrow, and I'm going to come and yell Sammy, for 30, 30 minutes. Sammy, Sammy actually can. has my lowest percentage of predictions of who could win. Like, I actually could see Claudio winning this before I could see Sammy winning. Uh, we've got the tag titles on. Oh, I didn't give a prediction. I, actually, I kind of think Brian could do it. Mm, um, I, I hope so. Please. Two. Me too. Tag titles on the line. The acclaimed versus Swerve in our glory. Acclaimed. Yeah, acclaimed's winning. Mm-hmm. I think acclaimed is winning as well. Because FTR's taking those belts from those guys. Yeah, I think acclaim is. I think acclaim is winning. Not just because it's the right thing to do, but um, all of the stuff that they showed last night on the countdown with uh, Swerve and Keith Lee was amazing, and I feel like they're going to advance that storyline by them losing. Right. Yes. Uh. Women's world title, interim women's world title on the line. Although you guys heard me on the media call this week, I did ask uh, because I felt like this was the time to ask that question. And uh, Tony seemed to to feel like he does want a lineal champion at this point. Yeah, but Tony Storm has had enough, man. She feels like she's (laughs) like, she doesn't want to hear anything about this interim bullshit. This is my belt, I'm the champ. So yeah, but for that reason of her feeling like she's done with the interim stuff, and I feel like um, it would be almost too much to to put all these asterisks around Jamie Hader's first win. I right. think Tony's winning. Same here. I think Jamie's winning, to be honest. I think that uh, right now, 
Tony has never had a groundswelling of support for a star in the women's division yet. That's the one thing he hasn't had. And I, what I mean by that is somebody he didn't choose, the fans chose. Mm-hmm. And it is something that it has happened in the men's division, and he's capitalized on it when it's happened. Now it's time to ask the question, what do you do when it happens in the women's division? Do you stick with your guns? Do you stick with your plan? Or do you give the fans what they're asking for? And I feel like this, he's rarely going to get this opportunity again in the women's division. And I think it will go a long way in telling fans and telling women around the world that you get over with these fans, you will be rewarded. I think it's got to be Jamie Hayter tonight. I hear all of that, but I don't think it's happening. I think Tony's going to win. And I think Britta's going to come into play somehow. I think that uh, it, it is not a coincidence that Britt brought up all of this stuff from All Out again and said, I apologize profusely during the countdown stuff. I think she's going to come into play somehow in this match. Yeah. Uh, Well, finally, we have AEW World Championship on the line. The world champion, three-time AEW World Champion, John Moxley defends against Maxwell Jacob Friedman, MJF. Better than you. Which, uh, really quick, how many of these are pre-show and how many how many are in the main card matches? Ten. Ten matches. It's actually less than the last few pay-per-views. Yeah, uh, all, all Out had 11. Though this show was going to have 11 before Ricky Starks' injury. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, we're not going to have a long pay-per-view, Nick Housen. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to You have to argue with Tony in the... In the... <laughs> In a press conference. Uh, How many matches did... to Nick. He's still going to argue with Tony in the presser no matter what. Uh, so, Nick Hausman. I, uh, I talked to... I talked to Nick um, just the other day because he... I thought he had a really good question on the media call. Um, and I'm so happy he went last, right? Because uh, his question was the perfect way to end that media call, which uh, they got to Nick... Houseman and he was just straight up like, "Why didn't you stop Punk during all of that?" Nick Houseman, Tony's gonna ban his ass soon. Nick, Nick be going for it, man. Shout out to Nick, man. <laughs> he, he does, and like honestly, he'll always go for it. I thought that was the perfect question to end with, mm-hmm. um, because I thought we got some good details that I don't even think people realize were first time confirmations from Tony, right? Like. Um, the fact that Tony said, I'm not going to comment on the investigation. That's the first time he's mentioned there was an investigation. Right. Um, that he said, uh, I tried to do FTR versus the Briscoes. Trust me, I tried to do it on AEW television and I couldn't. And I thought that's the first time he's ever confirmed that he couldn't use the Briscoes on TV. Uh, yeah. Before, that was all rumor. And so... Uh, there was a lot of stuff, little things in yeah. there that I felt like you could get out of that media scrum just based on some of the questions <laughs> asked. Oh, oh, did I laugh uh, when the punk question was asked and everybody that assumed he booked this cult thing to make him mad. And the first thing he said after he after he said no comment is he went on to compliment him for everything he's done for AEW. Yeah, I think that pretty much said everything you need to know about what Tony thinks of punk. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Mm hmm. Graham B says, uh, MJF in the media scrum is your main event tonight. Oh, man. MJF potentially being in this media scrum is going to be great. As the um, world champ. But, yeah, listen, I've been predicting since February that this man will be champion by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And it's going to happen tonight. He's going to win this title. 
Um, he's going to do something terrible to get himself booed again yep. and write Moxley off of television. Um, yeah. And let this man go on a well-deserved vacation that he should have gotten months ago. About six uh, times this year, he should have been on a vacation. <laughs> Van Twin Blade says, give Shibata that bread, hold for laughter. And uh, Bianca, by the way, says, hey, guys, have you checked out We Need to Talk About Cosby documentary? Really insightful on all those mixed feelings. Um, no, I haven't checked that out, but I feel like I need to because, again, I, as a human, was molded by... The Cosby Show was molded by a different world, and I haven't watched. I actually, I just watched a different world like last week. What am I talking about? But the Cosby Show, I haven't watched in like ten years, and uh, there's so much of it. I just want to go back and watch. Like, like I said, Denise the Saga continues is my favorite episode of like really any show ever. Um, her return to the Cosby Show is just so great, but uh, I I haven't gotten to check that out in a long time, and I feel like I should. But anyway, yeah. folks. Yeah, I haven't seen that documentary either. Uh, sounds depressing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to thank everybody for your super chats, your humper chats. And I want to thank everybody who tuned in today. We actually had um, really great live numbers today. Uh, so thank you all for being a part of today's edition of Grapsity. Uh, be sure to stay tuned to the Fightful feed tonight. There will be a Fightful post-show after Full Gear. Um, and then also on the Fightful um uh, YouTube will be streaming the uh, media scrum and that'll, uh, I got a better mic for it this time because I know people are always like, Hey, the audio is kind of, eh. um, I, I absolutely have a great mic that I just spent a shit ton of money on. Um, so I, uh, going to be much better mics for the media scrum tonight. And, <laughs> uh, and yeah, so check that all well, out. Funny that we did, we did great views today. Hey, thanks a lot, Max. Thanks for the free press. <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. That's how, it ain't gonna, over. That, that's how we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you for being here. For Philip Lindsay, for Righteous Reg, I'm Will Washington. We'll see you next time. Have a great day. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.